Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold! Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong! Dr. Zom! I just watched Amour and it fucking wrecked me. It ruined my mood. What a good movie, though. Uh, This week we're doing a little uh, Mr. Higgins double feature. A, uh, 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 I guess, heisty, escapey, heisty, quirky double feature. Uh, We're doing 2008's uh, The Escapist. With escape a, the escapist is escape uh, the escapist with a Mr. Brian Cox and uh, 1986 uh, Malcolm Colin Friels and Denzel some other Washington and Denzel Washington. Zom, how are you, sir? Uh, I just woke up. Yeah, <laughs> I got a little frog in my throat. Got a little uh, pink lemonade. Mm. Uh, I just took a handful of pills. Ready to roll. <laughs> nom nom. Nom nom. Um, how was your week? Well, um, when you have to like actually stop and think, it must either mean not that great. Well, it's not that great because if anything really bad happened, I would it would stand <laughs> out. Uh, I haven't done anything. Just been. Uh, Watching some films and riding some gazelles, and um, that's about it. Yeah. I have nothing to report. Yeah, pretty, pretty. I, I had two days off in a row, unprecedented these days. But holy uh, shit! So I got a lot of fucking movies in this week. But other than that, it's been you know one of those. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, do, I went to the cinema twice in one week, two, two times. I went once. Once. I know you did. Uh, so what have you been watching? Speaking of going to the cinema. I watched. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you all people that the first movie I watched, it showed that I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> that uh, when my stupid fucking daughter who has the worst luck in the world gets in trouble in a foreign country. My specific set of skills. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, come on. Um, Taken, which I watched, I think, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they decided to make a sequel. Luc Besson. He probably took time off from fucking, like, 14-year-old girls with his big, fat, sweaty 
French body. Um, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because uh, I think that, wait a minute, uh, as I, some of you won't know this until now, but I have just been discussing with Loaf that I had a hair in my nose that was tickling me, and I think I just... Just got, got it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought I just got it last time, too. But anyway, um, no, he was uh, – I like his movies, but, uh, you know, he uh, – Mila Jovovich was pretty damn young when he started uh, stooping her. And uh, in this country, he would have went to jail, I think. I think. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Um, let's see. But I watched Taken Part de. And this is basically taken. Uh, this one I heard, hear that the European European title is Tooken. Um, now it's got um, this the same cast, except it's got uh, I think Boris the Blade. And I was going to look up who that guy is because he's the 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 Russian guy with the he's in a shitload of movies with the long kind of gray hair and big full gray beard, and he's pretty cool. Um, but this was like, okay, how can we uh, – um, oh, um, what's the fucking movies with the Christmas Vacation? Oh, well, this yeah. is sort of like that because they decided instead of having Liam ne- – okay, the first one, Fomka and the daughter um, – you know they're kind of just per- even though the daughter was you know one of the main reasons all the shit's going on and everything, those two were just kind of uh, peripheral things while Liam Neeson went and did his shit, showed off his Pacific his Pacific set of Pacific, skills. Yeah. yeah, he showed off his Pacific set of skills. But in this one, <laughs> they are front and center, and it is fucking. St- Stupid. <laughs> okay, now the horse face Fomka, who is, I was discussing this with my friend last night. Um, he said, "What do you think of her?" And I said, "Let me tell you something. She's on. She's on that model thing. That model thing, where she there's. It's a fine line, fucking thin, hair thin, fine line, from being good looking and interesting looking mm-hmm. to being a fucking horse faced ugly." Uh, and uh, in this one, I mean, I, and the older she gets, it doesn't do her any favors. Uh, she's got big hands, too. Um, mm. So anyway, the daughter is all the shit that Liam Neeson does when he's kicking ass and stuff. <coughs> she's uh, it's just watch it and laugh. But it's fucking it, – it really irritated me that it was how they did it. Um, I watched Double Indemnity with uh, Fred McMurray and Barbara Stanwyck. And um, what's that one guy that talks like a she? Edward G. Robinson. I told a dude at work this past week, I was like, I think you could do a mean Edward G. Robinson impersonation, and he didn't even do it. He said, I probably could, and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> he turns around and he goes, fuck you, motherfucker, this is my mean. Uh, uh, but this is good. This is a classic, and... Um, I never thought of Barbara Stanwyck because I grew up watching her on The Big Valley, which was a TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Lee Majors and Linda Evans, and um, she played the matriarch of the uh, Barkley family, and she was this strong, 
uh, as I, I say now older woman, but she was, I don't know if she was 50 at that time or not. She was probably only in her maybe 40s. But um, they didn't portray her as a sex symbol. They portrayed her as this, you know, tough, strong, older woman. Right. And I never thought of her as sexy. And I watched this one, and she's still not. I mean, she's, she's a great actress, but I just I don't think of her as um, uh, like a real sexy because I'm kind of tainted. Uh, the taint. Um, let's see. But I like Fred McMurray. Some people said that he should. They should have cast somebody else in his role. But I liked him, and I like me. Edward Robinson. Me plays his boss, an insurance company. Uh, it's classic noir. I watched um, some um, animated movies on, uh, and then um, that's not a channel. I watched them on Netflix. Actually, <laughs> I was going to ask uh, how you spelled that. Yes, I watched Batman Red Hood, or the I, I when I was writing these, I wrote real fast, so it's probably Batman the Red Hood, um, <laughs> not Batman's Red Hood. No, yeah, Batman's Red Hood at the end of his uh, fucking purple penis. <laughs> uh, uh, I lost my train of love. Uh, this is good. Um, the only I. Not a DC guy, and I had read a graph or not. I don't know if it's a graphic novel or if it was just a trade paperback where it's you know the the issues all thrown together. Um, but it was the one where, well, I don't want to say spoilers, but it was the one with Jason Batman and Jason Todd and the Joker. Okay, now when I watch this, um, it has something to do with that. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking good. The story is really, really good. I liked it. Loved it. I liked it. Um, I watched Monkey Hustle with Yafet Koto and Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, Monkey Hustle. Monkey <laughs> Hustle. Um, this is a black exploitation movie. Um, <laughs> is it? It certainly is. <laughs> Uh, it's good. It's got everything that you want in in a black exploitation. Yafet Koto is a uh, he's a very clever um, kind of street hustle kind of thief, and uh, it's on Netflix Instant Watch. I figure a lot. I'd never heard of it, and I I just um, I've had it on my queue for like a year. Yeah, monkey hustle. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore. Anything anytime he's in something, it's usually funny, and you yeah. get a lot of uh, early seventies. Uh, apparel and some of it is quite <laughs> funny. I watched a movie called Glengarry Glen Ross. Yeah. Starring lots of people, including uh, Jonathan Price. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's front and center in this movie, you know, shines above a lot of the guys. Now, um, this movie is very good. It is also on Netflix Instant and. Um, Iconic scene with uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, you have uh, Alan Arkin, and uh, he's in there trying to sell some <laughs> You have uh, Al Pacino, uh, Ed Harris, uh, kind of coming undone. Kevin Spacey. This is good, and I mean, this is a movie that I watched so many times that I kind of burn out on it, but I haven't watched it in a long time. And I put it on, and just dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. It's great. I love that movie. Um, watched another animated movie known as All-Star Superman. Yeah. All-Star Superman. Uh, this is also on Netflix. Ugh, hair. Um, it's This one is the one I think I was telling you about last week um, that uh, the actual – 
series, uh, the, the actual uh, run uh, on in the Superman comic uh, was critically acclaimed, and it's got a lot to do with uh, Superman. I like that. I like. <laughs> yeah, I like that one a lot. Actually, I read. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't read. I maybe made it through a year. I think I, I think it kept going. I read the first like twelve issues or so. Well, it's condensed, of course, to put you know everything in the uh, in the movie, and uh, but they did a good job. It's it's not real uh, shitty. It's real good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is only twelve issues. Maybe I read the whole thing. Yes, twelve issues. Mm. Um, I watched a movie called uh, Monster with Charlize Theron and Christina Ricci. Uh, oh wait, no. Yeah, well, uh, this is so good, and just I mean, maybe I'm a liberal puss, and I know that I have <laughs> anti-death penalty and everything, but I watched the two documentaries about Eileen. Eileen Warnos, and then I watched this movie, and yes, she was crazy, and yes, she was fucking, ugh, but Jesus H. Christ, this poor thing was fucking mentally ill. I don't give a shit. She was nuts. And that, you know, it, but Charlize Theron, I mean, of course, I think she won the Oscar for it, and she deserved it. She was fucking just awesome in this, mm. and, and just perfect. It was a good movie, and people should watch it, because okay. it is for free in its entirety. I mean, it's not in chunks like they used to do it. Watch a couple episodes of Star Trek. Um, one where when beaming back from a planet, uh, some uh, the crazy Captain Kirk, uh, like a, a Captain Kirk's opposite, gets beamed back onto the Starship Enterprise. And Captain Kirk's opposite is like a fucking pervert. And he's a weirdo, and he's crazy, and it's cool because he, he like fucking tries to fuck and hit on and molest the women and stuff. It's not funny, but it was good. And I watched the one where this was sort of a similar one, and it was um, they go down, beam down to a a planet. When they come back, they have like these spores on them that uh, make them start going nuts or make them start doing acting out of character, like Spock. Gets real fucking emotional and starts bawling all the time. He's like he's on the rag. And, I think uh, I've seen Sulu, that one. Yeah, that's the one where Sulu's running around with the uh, the fencing saber with his shirt off. <laughs> Decay. Stand and deliver. You shall be pierced. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I watched uh, Michael Jai White and Scott Edwards. Yes. Disputed too. Um, this was good. I. <laughs> Undisputed, undisputed. Yeah, that was just undisputed, not undisputed, undisputed. With Wesley Snipes and Vink <laughs> undisputedly undisputed. Yes, and uh, it was good, but um, I never watched these two. Or well, I guess that says what I watched the, uh, the other one. Ah, oh, you spoiled it. Ah, show's over. <laughs> okay, I watched this one, and goddamn, it was good. <laughs> and um, it uh, it just shows you. That uh, these days, straight to DVD does not mean shitty like it used to. I mean, this is some fucking good shit. And uh, um, I was just having a a further discussion with a couple of my friends last night. And this one girl that I know, she... um, MMA. uh, I got a little bit to say about MMA when I talk about my movies this week. Well, we were watching this, and she says... uh, 
why don't these guys fight in like UFC? And I, and I, and she knows, I mean, she's like, yeah, the, that shit probably doesn't work. But, but I told her that we had discussed that, you know, even though this stuff might not work in a practical fight, it's 10 times more entertaining than MMA. <laughs> and I wondered, now let me ask you, well, I, I'm almost, I'm almost positive. There's stuff that they do in these movies where they're on, on not, I like the wire things where mm-hmm. they can spin and mm-hmm. side. Uh, like- well, I'll tell you what, what, um, what's the guy's I, name? Isaac, uh, Hayes. No, the director. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Um, I saw, uh, undisputed three in, uh, at the action movie festival. And they talked about, you know, the, those kinds of things. I saw the dude in three, um, the uh, Marco Zoror do that yeah. like spin shit that he does. He can really do it, but it doesn't look quite the same because they speed it up just a, st- yeah, a slight bit. Isaac Florentine, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say that there's some stuff that they do, and I'm like, okay, no, wait a minute. I've seen, you know, some of these martial arts guys since like 1970, and yeah. I don't remember. So he, he can do they, it. They can, they can do those flips, but ooh, it's on, it's on Amazon Prime. I should watch it. They speed it up and slow it down. They'll yeah. still slow it yeah. and speed it up and slow mo it again. Yeah. But it's just it was fucking good. And um, god damn it, I was surprised that when I couldn't find it on Blu-ray. Undisputed two. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if it has been. Got three on Blu-ray, but I could not find part two. Okay, moving right along, another animated uh, DC movie. Uh, watched Batman: Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns again. My penmanship. Uh, this is the based on the Frank Miller um, uh, run there at uh, or no the graphic novel. This yep. was a graphic novel, yep. um, and this is part one because I guess they just released or are going to release part two, and they and uh, oh this was really good and they stick right pretty much with the graphic novel. The art looks like the graphic novel. Uh, and just like that uh, All-Star Superman, the art in that, uh, the animation, they kept it close to what it looked like in the comic. Uh, this is excellent. <laughs> um, I watched um, Universal Soldier Regeneration in Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, this uh, very good. We have already talked about a boot, a boat, a boot. It's a boot. I will say this, that uh, when Dolph Lundgren uh, gets his coup de grace, uh, people, many people laughed uh, with the giant pipe in his forehead. <laughs> and, uh, that was bad enough. That was, then, that was pretty crazy. Like, coup de gras. Uh, coup de grass. Uh, watched. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 um, they must have purposefully uh, known or thought that they were going to do. Day of Reckoning, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, because they started kind of hinting at the themes and stuff. Hinting at, yes, because yeah. it was with Dolph, totally, and with Van Dam too. But more, well, yeah, when Dolph came up and that guy said uh, they were, they asked the Unisols when they're, you know, pretty much booting them up, you know, these questions yeah. to make sure that they answer the questions correctly because they're not supposed to think and they're not really supposed to feel anything. They're supposed right, to just right. order. And the one question was, do you often contemplate the meaning of life? And Dolph's like, yes. And he's like, wait a minute. No, think again. 
do you often contemplate to me? And then when he fucking... Ah, it's good. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, another thing, though, that, that... Now, I don't remember this because I didn't remember the guy as much. The American soldier that was the main... Just not... Uh, he wasn't a universal yeah, soldier. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes in at the end to try and uh, save the day or whatever. They didn't have him in Day of Reckoning, did they? Uh, no, 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 no. Is they, uh, I'm surprised because of how this ended. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, uh, I watched Undisputed 3, Redemption. Uh, now this one, um, I think, and I'm trying to think who it was, maybe it wasn't James because he's never seen Scott Atkins. Except probably in Expendables Two, um, but somebody was saying that they liked uh, Undisputed Three. It may have been uh, El Goro said he liked Undisputed Three better than Undisputed Two because it had more Yuri Voika. Right. Um, now I will say this: I kind of like Two better. Okay. Uh, I like Three. I really liked it. Um, but I think that I just liked uh, Michael Jai White, and I liked the fact that Yuri Vika was an asshole in the second one. Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? <laughs> Scott Atkins Russian is, is, you know when I said the fine line with Fomka with uh, either strangely good-looking, with mm-hmm. her equally good-looking to fucking ugly? He His <laughs> Russian accent borders on... Uh, fucking funny, <laughs> but still, I mean, this is good because he's Yuri. Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? He's such a fucking just a oh my god, it's hilarious. But now this one, um, I still I like them both because uh, they don't make Moika a total asshole. Like they could easily just have made him. Like, um, just straight up villain yeah. who does that you just hate his guts and just because, and everything he does is because he's just a vile, horrible, and they didn't do that in either one of them. Uh, but this one was good. And the guy that played Turbo in three, uh, man, what if, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, Adkins is a specimen himself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that guy was too. And Michael Jai White, motherfucker, man, he was a big <laughs> fucking monster. He was really good in that in that segment. I would like to see them do another one. Uh, it's in the works. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. good. Yeah, they good. The guy that that's that's just like the Universal Soldier uh, movies. Um, this guy might not have a you know huge budget or whatever, but that just shows you that if you have a good story and a and a good director, you know the ah oh, fucking some good Ooh, shit. Here's a, here's an article. Scott Adkins yeah. wants Undisputed Four to be more like Rambo. <laughs> what? He's, well, well, now just you have to think about what happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, the security like. But the only thing <laughs> that's bad though <coughs> is once you see him play Boyka, and he sort of played the same part in. Uh, although the guy in Expendables Two that he played, I think, pretty much had the same accent, the same fucking stash and goatee uh, but was uh, more of a bastard but when you see him play that part and then you go which I started watching Ninja this morning 
yeah. since then. And you watch him play the clean cut guy. It's kind of like disappointing. <laughs> yeah. I, Ninja was okay. Milk toast good guy. You know, mm. but goddamn, he was at the beginning of that. I haven't finished watching it. I've only watched uh, probably like maybe 20 minutes, half hour, and then I had to go to sleep. It's, it's all right. But he's on there doing this fucking that cot, you know, his karate doing the kata out in the this courtyard or whatever. And Jesus Christ, that motherfucker! Now, yeah, I will say, this. Uh, I would have to say that he probably knows some people that Lance Armstrong knows, because that mother- <laughs> even in undisputed, those guys in undisputed and undisputed too. Jesus Christ, they're I mean, they look they're impressive and it looks great, but they're jacked beyond. Uh, yeah, I think- yeah, yeah. Is because the thing is, like Bruce Lee, when he was real cut up and Enter the Dragon and everything, and he was he was small and skinny because he, but he was muscular. But when you have huge size and definition and you're cut with no body fat, I don't give a fuck. And, and you have a weight that's like uh, 28 inches, <laughs> like you're cut out of stone. You're on something. But that's that's I'm not. He didn't go on a. He didn't uh, tell anybody that uh, he's not doing shit and uh, and have to go on. Oprah like a huge fucking pussy. That guy is such a fucking scumbag pussy. Loser. <laughs> Getting on there crying like a fucking bitch. You know, what a fucking cunt. <laughs> Sorry, wrong, by the way. Not uh, like He could not stand up. He's the most complete fighter in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Dread again. Don't need to go into that. But I, uh, I watched it last night. <laughs> it was fucking good still. Um, now... Let's see. I did dread. I was going to ask you something about dread, and now I can't remember. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. But then I went to the movie theater. Okay. We have some discussing. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. First of all, the movie in question is I went to see Django Unchained. Let me see if I still have the song here. Django. Uh, I don't know if I deleted it or not. But here's the deal. Number one, I am fucking. You want to talk about nails on a chalkboard? When people go see this movie, and then they come out and they ask me, I'm like, how in the fucking hell? Wait, wait, wait. What did they ask you? You totally cut out there. They asked me if I went to, they have went to see it. Uh-huh. They said, so, so you finally went to see Django. And then I had another friend that said, so what'd you think? Did Wait, you, you actually had friends call it Django? Yes. <laughs> After you, seeing the movie. Yes. Would you, would you <laughs> think Django? And I'm like, motherfucker, you, they went to see it. Were they joking? No. They're <laughs> fucking. They ain't got much education. Jesus Christ, that I wanted to. I didn't even say anything. Well, I did at first. I said, it's Django. You know, Jesus fucking Christ. They even spell it out like 10 times in the goddamn movie. The D side. Um, Now, let's discuss Django. This fucking movie. Okay, I will say this. Uh And. You may be disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it's a masterpiece. Okay. Okay. I thought it was good. I thought that they could have hacked off two chunks, and I will specifically say what the two chunks 
were. Can you say them without being spoilery? Well, you'll know. Well, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. It's long. What is it, two hours and forty-five minutes? Two forty-five. Yes. Okay, and it it did go by fairly fast, but um, the two things that I think they could have cut off, and it would have not affected the goddamn movie in the least, was the whole movie is this fucking. Um, serious movie and I mean they have the most heart fucking wrenching and heart breaking scenes of racial violence violence but I mean I throw the racial violence in because it's just you're sitting there thinking how could fucking people be like this yeah just, yeah and it happened and it you know and everything and then they throw and I know why I mean Tarantino feels like he has to bite off of everything because it's an homage but then he throws in this fucking comedy scene, which I thought was funny, but the, I thought it was so fucking which, out. Which, which part am I th- are we talking about? Huh? Flower sacks. Oh. I, I, okay, yeah. Wait, that was funny. Could have been, could have been, yeah. That could have been left out. There's not another fucking part of the movie that... that it was like if they made Citizen Kane and right in the middle of it, uh, Orson Welles is sitting there and, and him and him and uh, somebody else start going, who's on first? What's on second? No. <laughs> you know, it, the, the scene was funny, but it was out of place. And, and when I think of the the length of the movie, that that didn't need to be in there. Yeah. <laughs> and it would have and, and the, been more enjoyable for me. Um, I could I, mean, I could see that definitely. I can watch I can watch a fucking spaghetti western documentary if I want to see have everything. Okay, we have my name a, a my name is nobody or not my name is nobody, but like a trinity, you know, comedy thing right in the middle of this. But it was just out of place, and it wasn't that it, the scene was bad. It was funny. I laughed, mm-hmm. uh, but I just with the length of the movie, they could have cut that and. It, and it was a serious movie pretty much all the way through, I thought. So I just thought, okay, I know why he put it in there because he's Tarantino and he has to say, look, I'm doing an homage. And I even threw this in. <laughs> Plus, he was making that group of people look like fucking idiots, but you really didn't have to. Uh, they were idiots enough as it is doing. <laughs> okay, now, the, the, the other critique that I have is. I thought they had two, um, almost two finales, and they only needed one. Yeah, they could have ended it uh, in the first finale and had uh, sort of the same thing happen. There's and almost an extra twenty minutes on there. Extra twenty minutes, and and it uh, uh, for Tarantino to show his fat fucking face, <laughs> and and that whole that whole part. Um, it just felt like it was just tacked on to me and it just added to the length and it, and I kind of know why they did it sort of, um, because they want Django to pretty much, well, I, I, you know, I, I just, I thought them adding that it added to the length. They Mm -hmm. added comedy scene added to the length and neither one of those two things needed to be there. Like to me, the climax needed to be, um, with the whole, the whole group together. Yeah, with uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and then that stuff that happens, and then Django, blah blah blah. But so that's my that's my really my only cr- 
bad critique. I thought uh, Christoph Waltz was fucking awesome. He's and great. And he's, what a good, what a cool character too. And uh, the tooth was the tooth. awesome. <laughs> the tooth is so fucking hilarious. Uh, squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Fantastic. <laughs> he was awesome. And I liked the fact that uh, down to the detail that, you know, more than likely back in uh, Civil War, they didn't have fluoride in the water and toothbrushes. So oh, some people, God. People's teeth were... Cr- yeah, Christoph Waltz was the only one with nice teeth in the whole fucking movie. Um, I thought Jamie Foxx was okay, but yeah. I thought that... But, you know, and that's another... It's, it's sort of another um, spaghetti western kind of a thing where if you had... Um, or even a black exploitation western, um, where you had Ken Norton or Jim Brown or Fred the Hammer Williamson as the lead. They were guys that weren't trained actors, so I felt that you know, Jamie Foxx is a little bit better than that. Yeah, compared to Waltz and uh, uh, DiCaprio, I mean, you know, they well, could they outshine him, but he's more of the, the, the he's he was used as he should have been being like the stoic guy. And I mean, he's playing a character that's, you know, essentially uneducated and, and all that stuff. So he's not going to have the whole long diatribes and stuff like that. He's going to be more straightforward speaking kind of guy. Now he, um, he got to choose his own clothes and the first clothes, (laughs) you know, was pretty funny. But, um, the second when, when he inevitably gets his final, uh, outfit, I mean, you know, I'm, I, if I saw it, and because I'm old and I I recognize this outfit, I know Tarantino. It was fucking Michael Landon. It was a uh, little Joe from uh, uh, Bonanza. He had the same hat, the same oh, cool. uh, kind of green uh, short jacket and stuff, almost exactly. So it was cool. But anyway, it was good. I don't. I didn't get a giant boner over it. Uh, I was surprised. Not surprised that I didn't get a giant boner over it. But um, like to me, I liked Inglorious Bastards better. Um, I think it was good, but I could pick uh, a few Tarantino movies that I would put in front of it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Django Unchained. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's all I have. But, uh, oh, Django Unchained. I have went to see another movie in the theater because I had a day off uh, Thursday. And I got up and I thought, you know what? I'm sitting here. I just got up. Uh, why not fucking get my ass just like I did with the Django Unchained? Get my ass in the car. I only live about less than probably 15 minutes from this our local theater. I'll run over there and I'll go see something. And uh, there's a lot of two and a half hour to three hour movies out now. <laughs> and every one yeah. of those motherfuckers started at noon or 12:30. And when I got up, I was like, well, shit, you know, most of the movies start at like 1 or one thirty. I'll fucking go. And I got online, luckily, before I went and started looking. And everything that I wanted to see started, you know, probably a half an hour to an hour after I got up. So I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. You fucking um, let's see what I watched this week. Uh, the the Mill Creek that I watched last week that I couldn't remember the name of um, was called Wep- the Weapons of Death. Um, it is uh, it actually was an American kung fu movie. It has um, Gerald Okamura in it. Um, you probably recognize him. He's he was actually in Hollywood Cop. Um, he was the the 
the Chinese dude with uh, the where in his black underwear in the house. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff, I think. But he was in this, and he was probably the highlight. It was okay, actually. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be really shitty, but it's not too bad. Um, and it was Mill Creek. And it was on Mill Creek, yeah. So he's it, the guy, the ball headed guy with the goatee that yeah, looks like, yeah, like yeah. Mr. Fuji. He's, he's he was born in Hawaii, so he's not he's neither Chinese nor Japanese even. I guess he's of Japanese descent, but and yeah, guess what? What? Mr. Fuji was born in Hawaii too. Nice. What was his real name? Do you remember? Uh, Harry Fujiwara. Fujiwara. Um, sure. At least he played a Japanese man. I don't. I don't know if Gerald Okamura has ever played anything but a Chinese guy. So, uh, let's see. And the other Mill Creek I watched it while editing the show last week was uh, what was the name of that one? My miso list. I actually have to click on the button to go down farther. Um, Return of the Kung Fu Dragon, and this one was not very good. This was more of a period piece, so I'm, I'm an apologist with those. So, you know, it's 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 not a current day Kung Fu. It was a feudal China Kung Fu. Eh, it was all right. I mean, when you see Shaw Brothers, it ruins ones like the lower budget ones like these. So, not that Shaw Brothers were higher budget, but, you know. Um, let's see. I watched a Korean movie. I started, so this week, primarily after I watched those, or the one Return of the Kung Fu, Kung Fu Dragon. I decided that this week was going to be uh, start my 2012 cramming. I'm playing along with a gentleman. Uh, never heard of him. And um, the, but you're playing along with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I started watching 2012 movies that I'd missed or whatever reason. Um, the uh, the first one was uh, Nameless. Because you were watching Mill Creek instead. <laughs> yes. Uh, the first one was uh, Nameless Gangster. This is a Korean movie from early last year. Uh, this was really good. It has um, a bunch of people I didn't recognize, but it's about a, uh, a customs officer who um, basically be- he gets into uh, mob stuff because of his job. He finds some drugs in one trying to sell them to the, the, the Yakuza figures huh? out that the guy that he's selling it to is his family, like they're related somehow. So he gets into the mob. So he's kind of a, he's kind of a, a, a dummy. Like he's, I mean, he's smart, but not in a, not in a criminal kind of way. Mm. And, um, so he's kind of like, he, he acts out. None of his guys respect him or anything like that. And it's, I think it's based on a true story. It was, it was really interesting. I liked it. Um, it had some funny stuff and had some pretty violent stuff. It was good. Uh, let's see. I watched uh, another one I missed from earlier last year, uh, Monsieur Lazare. Uh, this is a Quebecy film. Um, this is um, about a, a, a teacher that uh, commits suicide, and the class is kind of like left there. And this guy comes in who has his own background. Um, he is a he's from Alge- uh, Algiers or Algeria, and um, is now in Canada uh, for reasons and you have to, you know, I'm not going to spoil why, but it's, he starts teaching the class and Oh, this, this was a, Oh, this is a really, this is, I did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good movie too. Um, did this, not. this one's on Netflix instant. So I implore you all to go see this one. It's, I mean, it's not long. It's very, it's, it's kind of sad. It's, uh, it's a touching movie. I liked it. Sad. Well, you know, that's happens. Sometimes. Sad enough as it is. And speaking of sad, I watched. I went to the cinema that same day with the missus, um, and, and it was her choice this time. Oh God! And we saw. I know, and this is what I said because she said, "I want to see the perks of being a wallflower." Now, this the name of it. I don't know. I didn't know anything about this. 
but the name of it, I was like, this sounds like some girly shit movie I don't want to see. You know, I mean, it's, that's what it sounds like. It's based on a book. The guy that wrote the book wrote the screenplay and directed the movie. This is actually really good. Um, this will definitely appear in my top list wait of the minute, year. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why? Are you saying that because you think she may be listening? <laughs> There's no way in hell she listens. Oh, okay, um, good. Woo! Yay, this is, nobody uh, listens. <laughs> I don't know. I, the, the last... I guess the last act, quote unquote, um, was not my favorite part, but it's a it, what it ends up being. It's a it's about a guy in particular. It takes place in the early '90s. It um, and just kind of like him starting high school. I love high school movies. I always have, um, and this one's very well acted. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure Tom Savini's in it as a uh, yeah. Tom Savini is the uh, <laughs> is the shop teacher <laughs> oddly like he doesn't need to be there i'm not sure why they cast him in it. He, i was wondering why they cast him in the django unchained did you see him yeah yeah i did because i i his I, goddamn I, black fucking dyed hair <laughs> stood out he had it in this one too except his head it, it was it was kind of calmed because he was a teacher so um he he really didn't need to be in this i'm not sure why maybe maybe the guy that just wrote, to make sammy mad yeah <laughs> um it was really good. Uh, I love the soundtrack, and uh, it was it's, it was cool because it was it takes place at a time. Now it's it, they never say when it takes place, but everybody still is making mixtapes, and they hear a song on the radio, and it takes them the entire movie to figure out what the song is. And I was like, God damn! I remember that. You know, it's it was funny. Like that's something you take totally take for granted now that you can find out a song so easily. But you know they they you know they finally come back. Oh, I finally figured out the song. Oh, I remember calling uh, fucking radio stations yeah. and shit and saying, "Hey, you played this song, and <laughs> you know, do you, could you tell me what it is?" Or going to the record store and saying, "I hey, I've I've been hearing this song and da, 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 and and actually sitting there going, and I can't remember what it is, <laughs> but it sort of goes like." Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, yeah. And they're like, it's the. You know. yeah. <laughs> well, the song, the song in this one is uh, is David Bowie's Heroes. So I listened to that all the way home, just for one day. The uh, so we on the way home we uh, went to the Red Box and uh, the missus got to choose again and she uh, did not continue on her streak of one movie. <laughs> she chose uh, Ted. <sighs> Ted would now if I was stoned, Ted would have been a lot better. <laughs> uh, there's some there was some funny stuff I laughed at, but goddamn, did that movie go on forever? Well, um, you know, if you're stoned, the sidewalk would be a lot better. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, no. Did I propose this to you last week? I cannot remember. I um, it was about the. I probably already did, but I'll just ask just real quick. Um, and take up more time by explaining that I'm going to ask real quick. <laughs> Are you talking about um, the Ted Blu-ray? No. Okay. Um, I had a theory because we were talking about all this, the school shootings and mass shootings. Uh These people going nuts and shooting people that if they made prostitution and weed legal, it would end all that shit. Mm, I don't know. Because most of these guys are, they're guys, they're white guys and they're guys and they're either nerds or their women have fucked them over or they can't get a woman. So they're they're they feel like their life sucks and they have all this you know cum build up <laughs> and they just jack off all the time. So anyway, uh, I don't know, I don't know because 
I'll tell you what happens with pa- anytime they wanted. Yeah. And then smoke a doob. A doob. You always laugh when I say doob because I'm old. <laughs> like the doob goes, take it to the street. <laughs> the doobies. Um, I don't know. I the thing about the pot the pot, I think burnouts might get paranoid and it might make it worse because a lot of these guys are fucking like Yes, but they wouldn't have any they may be burnout and they may get paranoid, but their their total <laughs> drive to do anything would be fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's funny though. Um, the um, I should be president. The, the I really liked the party scene in Ted. Um, I did not particularly like the the. I guess the you you haven't seen the whole thing, so I know I should. But I swear to God, I'm telling you what I could. I was watching. And I was like, this is so fucking lame. <laughs> so um, lame. I, I I mean. I like I, I, I like what um, I like his referential humor. It works for me. I like Family Guy. Uh, so. I, I, I watch like Family Guy. Mm-hmm. I fucking watch it and I laugh my ass off. Well, so that's what's know. weird. Um, did you see when the bear was making crude gestures at the woman at the grocery store? When the fucking bear was making crude gestures, doing everything. It was. Pretty, I should watch it. I have it still. It's all right. It's it's all right. It wasn't great. It was, well, it was pretty okay, But you better fucking uh, qualify that because if I go in there and fucking watch that thing from beginning to end, no, you won't. You won't. You will not great. like it. You will not like it. But there are funny okay, parts. Okay, well then I won't watch it. And you'll like you'll like the party. The party was really funny. I should get on YouTube and just watch the clips of funny stuff that people <laughs> see. That's what I feel like. It's like you know how Family Guy the jokes. It's just yeah, kind of yeah. Uh, you know, just thrown together. And that's what it was. It felt like a Family Guy episode. Yeah. But there there was a funny line in it when Ted the Bear actually says. What do you mean? I sound like Peter from Family Guy. That was kind of funny. Um, the because uh, you know it's like it's the exact same voice. Like he didn't even try it all. Um, the other one I watched, and my wife fell asleep and left me watching it, and I powered through it. Um, the best exotic marigold hotel. Um, I swore I would never see this, and I wish I hadn't. It's uh, <laughs> it's good for a certain crowd. But That's goddamn. almost like one of those deals where you say like. Uh, I swore that I would never hit myself in the dick with a hammer, <laughs> but so, but I was just sitting there and I thought, why did you watch it? Well, she, uh, we rented a movie, we started watching it together, but she fell asleep, and I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, yeah, I see. Okay. And I wasn't gonna. I, I didn't want to stop it because when I start a movie, I have this weird thing in my head that I, I think, okay, started it, I'm gonna finish it. You're a completist. I am. Um, this man. this movie, I'm just not the audience for this movie. Um, and I I knew that that would be the case going in when we had it at the theater. The 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 mean age of <laughs> the go, the film goer to see Best Exotic Marigold Hotel was maybe maybe sixty three. Um, I don't know. It it was filmed nicely. It was kind of cliched. Uh, some stuff happened that I wasn't expecting, which was I guess good. But I mean, you know, it's like a six for me. Where Ted was like a five. Um, Eh, you know, so it was kind of a night, but um, the later that night, after the wife went to bed, after sleeping through the movie <laughs> that she chose, um, I watched The Queen of Versailles on Netflix Instant, uh, the the documentary about what is that guy's name? David Siegel. He owns like he's like the biggest timeshare guy in in the United States or something and became a billionaire because of it. And then the 2008, uh, shit happened because, and he actually claims in it 
they they interview him at different times throughout his quote unquote ordeal, and I guess he's still in an ordeal. But and he talks about how he was he had stake in George Bush winning Florida, and he didn't want to go into much further uh, detail of it. But um, you know, come up and. Uh, karma's a bitch and uh 2008 happens and he fucking uh lost a lot of his money and the movie's mostly about his wife um kind of they have fucking eight kids she is like a kind of a white trashy kind of chick from new york who got into modeling and then met this guy she's like 40 he's 73 and uh they uh, started Versailles. They started building this house, which was ended up going to be, it's like 90,000 square feet. And <laughs> it was going to be the biggest personal... What's the point? I'm mean, honest to God. The biggest personal uh, residence in the country. And I they, don't understand. They ran like, out of money. Even people that I know that buy these huge fucking houses, I'm like, you can only live in so much of it. It was going to have uh, its own wing for the kids. And like 38 bathrooms. And she said this line in it. She's like, uh, she had, now it's really sad because it follows their, it kind of follows the woman that cares for their kids too. She's from the Philippines and she has this scene where she just talks about uh, how her father's dream was to have a house made out of concrete and he died before it happened. And she fucking lives out in their, like the kids playhouse and shit. I don't know. You should see it. It's really good. Um, They're from some disgusting people. I'm not married. <laughs> um, oh, no, you watched that after. Yeah, this was my choice. You snuck good. a good one by I, I back. did. Um, Cheated. When I snuck another good one, this one was called <laughs> The Sessions. Uh, this is I posted some screenshots. This is John Hawks and Helen Hunt based on a <sighs> a, uh, a guy. Um, don't recall his name. Uh, William H. Macy's in it, too. He plays a priest. Um, uh, a guy that had, he was paralyzed from polio. Um, he was a writer, and he died sometime in the 90s. But and this is kind of his story of trying to lose his virginity in his late 30s. And he sleeps in an iron lung at night, and uh, he calls a sex therapist who refers him to a sex surrogate. Who That's Helen Hunt. And she's kind okay. of a... I guess it's it's not really a prostitute. It's more She is there to kind of teach him about... Ah, they're prostitutes. I mean, he pays her for they sex, are. but... <laughs> You see Helen Hunt, I mean... It's illegal in a lot of states, so... Oh, sex surrogate? Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and she just kind of, like, I mean, he can't lift his arms or anything. And um, it's 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 pretty good. Um, she just suck his dick? You have to watch the movie. Oh, um, I'd love to see somebody just degrade her. She's got a nice body. She does, and you get to see her head-to-toe naked quite a few times. Really? So, yeah. Her face See is now, you know weird. what gets me is is I was thinking about this the other day. Two different two different points here. Number one, um, you have these girls, and they have you know they're when they're young, and they have really a really nice body, and they're young and everything, and just you know they look they're the best they're ever going to look, and they're like, no, I'm never doing nudity. I'm never taking my clothes off. I'm never <laughs> doing nudity. Now then they reach two different stages. Okay, one is. I'm fucking pregnant and big as a house, so I'm going to take a picture of me completely naked, pregnant, as big as a house, and put it on the cover of Vanity Fair for everybody in the world to see. Or they get old and their career is kind of uh, going. Waning, yeah. And so then they're like, okay, if I like Meg Ryan, and I'm sure, I mean, to me, 
Jesus Christ, I would have rather seen Meg Ryan when she was young and cute and the girl next door and she had a fucking a tight little hard firm body than when she got old and was washed up and had duck lips. And well, then Helen Cunt, though, still does look good, but I'm just saying, they she, always yeah, do that. She She's still got a good body. Her face is a little, a little plastic. I don't know if she's had work done or what, but maybe she, maybe it's just what she's looking like as she gets older, but I don't know. Um, but it, yeah, it was a good movie, The Sessions. Um, the Sessions. The, is that on, just on DVD? I don't ever remember being in a theater. Mm, or no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> ask that question. Um, the uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what? The, the third Redbox movie the wife chose was Lawless. Um, and uh, I had seen this already, and it's good. I know you didn't really like it. Um, it uh, still like it's it. It's all right. It's uh, fucking... Uh, uh, Guy Pierce is disgusting, and I still like him yeah. a lot. And um, I thought Shia LaBeouf was good. Um, I don't always like him the most, like all the all that much, but he's he was fine, and it's it's an interesting story. So, mm. um, I watched a French movie called Sleepless Night. Um, it's kind of a it's, I guess it's a crime thriller about a guy who it's kind of a, a botched, uh, basically cops steal. Uh, a shipment of cocaine from guys and the the criminals that they're still from then kidnap the cop's son because they know it's him and uh-huh. they're trying to trade back um and uh it, it all takes place in this giant nightclub uh it's pretty good uh it's uh lots of crazy fights uh, there's a you know crazy fight in a kitchen with lots of like trying to swing pans at each other and shit and um it was good stuff crazy fight um, I watched on Netflix Instant uh, Oslo 30, uh, August 31st. Um, this is going to be very high up on a lot of people's lists. Mm. Um, I think it has been nominated for Best Foreign <laughs> Film. Um, Oslo what? O- Oslo August 31st. And it's about a, a guy who has been in drug rehab for a while and um, has finally gotten like freedom to, like he's allowed to leave and mm-hmm. he uses his first day out to go and visit old friends and stuff. And in Oslo, um, Oslo is essentially a character in the movie. They talk a lot about the city and stuff, and it's good. I mean, it's really good. Uh, it's not not a super plot driven movie. It's just kind of like a one night thing. The guys like kind of just going around all night, and it's good. Uh, you should see. It. You should check it out. Um, another Nor. This is it was Norwegian, obviously, but another Norwegian movie I watched from 2012, Headhunters, also Sweet. on Instant. Um, did you see that one? Headhunters. Yeah, it's a it's about an art thief who uh, basically steals from the wrong guy and starts getting tracked. Um, mm, no, very good. Uh, check it out. I don't want to spoil too much. It's That's a, on Netflix Instant. Yeah, yeah. Also on Headhunters. Yep. Is that the one about the giant pig? <laughs> what? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, That's Beast of the Southern Wild. Pig hunter or whatever. <laughs> Ch- 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 uh, what was it? Charles. Um, jow, jow, Beast jow, of the jow, Southern jow. Wild had had giant boar pig things in it. Uh, let's see. Another 2012, I watched a British film called Wild Bill. The poster was fucking atrocious, so I was not, I was very hesitant to watch it, but the movie was really good. It's about a guy who has been in prison for eight years and uh, comes home, uh, back to his home, and finds that his wife has run off to Portugal or Spain or something and left his two sons to fend for themselves. Um, the oldest son is now 
16 or so and the, uh, the youngest is maybe like 10 and uh, the youngest the oldest son is not going to school and working construction and everything and it's kind of him working back into their lives and it's really good um, that one's not on instant you can find it um, let's see another French film that is going to be very divisive uh, I liked it quite a bit and we had a very long conversation about it um, on the Facebook group uh, Holy Motors um, this will also appear in my top 30, definitely. Mm. Um, it's um, If you had to relate it to anything, it might be like a synecdoche New York kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a very meta movie about a guy that goes around his job, apparently is to act out various things uh, in Paris. Um, and by act out, I mean literally. He gets into a giant white limo and puts on like movie quality makeup beards and all kinds of stuff. And he'll get out of the car and he'll go and just act out something. There's a scene where he's like uh, an, uh, an elderly uncle dying and his niece is crying and blah, blah, blah. And after he dies, it's like the scene's over and he gets up and leaves. And it's like, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's like that. It's very weird. It's a, uh, it's, it's almost like a, I guess an homage to cinema. He's acting out various scenes uh, that, you know, people will view in some way. It's um, again, it's a hard movie to synopsize because it doesn't really have a plot. It's more about just uh, watching this guy do his daily task, and it's just it seems exhausting for him. Hmm. Uh, another twenty twelve. Could movie? that be that they could do a, a sequel about your life? Yes, in my oh god, yeah. I don't know what he would do in mine. That would be a boring scene. Um, <laughs> this see, I watched End of Watch. Uh, this is the uh, Jake. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal whatever that guy and his um, name and his fucking ugly sister and uh, and Michael Pena and this Pena. movie is fucking phenomenal really yes you need to see this it made me a little sick a couple times because it's the whole thing is almost handheld camera um, but goddamn was it good and it's fucking intense that uh, Michael Pena must know somebody because man that motherfucker <laughs> Is in everything. I just watched something. That, what was he in last night? I watched something. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Good. Um, this is going to be in the top 32. Look. This is uh, still, I, I think it's in the $2 theater here. It's going to be. In, yeah. He was on SVU. Goddamn okay. law and okay. order. It's, uh, it's, <sighs> this, feel, this starts to feel like an episode of Cops at times. Like you forget that this is a movie you're still watching. Like it's the way it's filmed seems like reality. Like documentary it's, feel? Yeah. Or? Yeah. It's good. It's really yeah. good. Um, I watched uh, a Telugu movie that uh, Josh uh, Hurtado, I could say his last name because he writes on Twitch. Um, yeah. He he uh, recommended this movie, and I made fun of it when we had it at the theater, uh, called Iga. It's a Telugu movie about a fly. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me read the synopsis, because <laughs> obviously somebody whose uh, first language is not English wrote it because it makes it funny. A scientist's, the guy is not a scientist. A scientist's soul gets killed by a villain. He is born again as a fly and takes the revenge. The fly remains a simply fly with no extra powers, but will have vivid memories of its past life. <laughs> mm. um, it's basically <laughs> a guy, a, a jealous like crime guy uh, kills uh, this like poor like rapscallion because he's jealous that he's kind of winning this girl that he has his eyes on and uh, he, the guy is reincarnated as a fly who then makes it his life mission to kill the crime guy. Uh, so the whole movie is this is about a fly trying to kill 
this guy and the guy that acts in it um the main villain it's it's, it's mostly him because he's acting with a cg fly now the cg is kind of eh uh, it's kind of what you expect from an indian oh. film this is a really good movie i was surprised um i made fun of it i couldn't really watch it at the theater because it wasn't subtitled but i did find it with subtitles and it's uh it's, it's worth checking out and it's a shorter indian movie shorter what do they do at the theater when they, they show a fucking indian movie with no subtitles was well, it dubbed no only only the Ind- only indian people come to see it hmm. or uh, people that are high right well, uh, there's. Uh, I mean, a lot of these movies, a lot of the Telugu films are very. And I talked mm. about Rowdy Rator last week. A lot of them you can kind of figure out. I don't really like doing that. Um, the, no, a lot of them aren't complex enough to where you have to worry about it. And right. you can probably have figured this one out too. But I, I just I can't watch mo- foreign movies without subtitles. Um, mm. But with Telugu films, Tamil films, stuff like that, whenever we get those, those would never be subtitled and really only people that knew the language would come see it. Yeah. Um, the Hindi films we got, the Bollywood films, those are always, those were always English subtitled. That's, so I could watch those. But. It is fucking America. I mean, love it or leave it. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Just tear down the fucking theater. Oh, wait. Um, they should make all movies in American. Yes. Yes. And the last movie I watched that I talked about wrecked me. Uh, Michael Haneke's Amour. Uh, this is one to watch for best film of the year. It might be up there. This is a fucking heartbreaking film. Uh, just basically, oh, I don't want to talk anything about it because it's, it may be number one. It's man. It's, it's, it's sad. It's a fucking sad movie and it's, well, I can tell you what it's about. Um, it's, Uh, it's a, it's an older couple in their eighties and basically the wife has a stroke and it's him caring for her. <laughs> Fuck that shit! <laughs> now, we'll all have to live that someday. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it really made me think of my grandmother. I will never forget this. What when my right before my grandmother died? Honestly, I went to, God, if you start crying right now, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not. It, I, I went to go visit her, <laughs> and and I was like, uh, she was. I I can still remember this vividly. She's sitting on her bed, and I was like, so what are you, what are you doing? Like, what are you, you know to occupy your time? And she's just sitting there on the bed in a half dark room. She's like. Oh, just watching the clock, watching the time go by. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, that just reminds me of a sad thing that I saw the other day. It was sort of, I mean, it was probably even more sad than that. It was uh, Lance Armstrong talking about losing a $75 million deal. And then, you know, and he was, <laughs> Poor he was crying too. Uh, I would too. Jesus. Cunt. Uh, so that was it. Lance that Armstrong. was my fucking epic week. Uh, I had I crammed it full of awesomeness. So you did, man. That's the most movies you've ever watched in your life, <laughs> and uh, definitely the most good movies I've watched in the streak. So yeah, no shit. Um, You're gonna have to get back to watching some shit. It, it will happen this week, I'm sure. I still have a f- I still have some 2012s to watch, but I was worried because my top 30 list that I was making, I had a I had. Let me just say what it, I I'd seen few enough 2012 movies where that the one in the chamber movie with Dolph Lundgren and Cuba Gooding Jr. was in the top 30. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this can't be, I've got to do something about this. So <laughs> I tried to, they tried to rope me into that too. And I just kind of reject roping. Nah, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, no, it's oh. not. Nah, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's take a break and come back. Do you, do you have a preference which movie we do first? can't remember either one of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> let's, do, let's come back and do Malcolm first. How about that? No, no, I remember that one. Okay. We'll be right, right back. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I totally forgot to talk about one last movie. I know we've been going on over an hour, but uh, before we take a break for officially, <laughs> um, I went to saw, see a movie last night um, with uh, with Gronky, member Gronky, listener, um, called uh, this is a, a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Johnny Knoxville. That was a that was a. That made me a little hesitant. Um, directed by Kim Ji Woon, the director of The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, which I loved. So I was excited to see this. This is uh, The Last Stand. Um, right now, The Last Stand is the best movie of 2013 for me. That said, it's the only movie of 2013. <laughs> this movie, I don't... Uh, let's see. Is it the best Johnny Knoxville movie you've ever seen? No. Jackass, all of them are better. This yeah. is um, This movie is a goddamn embarrassment. <laughs> this, this movie fucking was so bad i was sitting there the entire movie just like i don't know how this has good ratings honestly I, 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 i'm just starting to talk like arnold it, it's weird i don't understand it was not good there was a good think it would be good i thought it would the director kim ji woon i expected something something entertaining i love good the bad and the weird this movie is not good. There's no... I don't know. Oh, God, it was so bad. Um, and I say that, it's fine, I guess. When I say it's so bad, because I was like actually expecting a decent action movie. And it had, for a while, kind of high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, people seem to like it. And it's been kind of going down now. But, I mean, on IMDb, it's like 7.7 7 out of 10. And I don't know who's rating this high, because if you've seen any action movies at all that are good... It, it it felt like an hour and 45 minute Chevy commercial for one there was fu- so many fucking product placements in this movie it made me sick Arnold Just is Arnold cashing in bro. Arnold looks like he looks fat he looks fucking tired <laughs> Johnny Knoxville might have been the best part of this movie and he's only in it for like 10 minutes how old is Arnold now Do you he's like 65 it's only 65? I don't know. God damn, man. I was so disappointed in this. And I and I say it's so... When I say it's so bad, it was so bad, but my, my experience was so bad. The movie, I guess, is fine. It's, it ended up maybe being... Maybe it was Gronky. He's, uh, he's on the group. Gron- yeah, just, no. No, I said maybe it was him. Maybe that's what well, the experience... No, he, he, he's an Arnold apologist, so he'll like, he liked it better than me. <laughs> um, and it's, it didn't feel like an Arnold movie, honestly. Um, and when I said I'll mention MMA later... There's a fight in it, and they do all these MMA moves. It's so fucking dumb. I was like, really? You're gonna do a fucking like triangle choke in this part? It's this is actually fucking like punch and, uh, and Jake fucking his dick just popped up like oh a turkey God. fucking he, he, yeah. thermometer. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, the the villain sucked. He was supposed to be Mexican. He had the worst accent. Forrest Whitaker. Schwarzenegger was Mexican? No, 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 no. The main villain. <laughs> um, Schwarzenegger played... His fucking character's name is Ray Owens. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ray Owens. Is it um, Ray Owens? <laughs> honestly, Johnny Knoxville might have been the funniest part because he's like a, a weapons hoarder. <laughs> so he's got Never, fucking these like vintage m- machine guns and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um, eh, eh, I will never see this again. Um, it should have been probably straight to DVD then. Yes, this is a straight to. Oh my god, I can't believe I paid ten dollars for this. It, it'll be in the bargain bin on DVD like uh, in in a month for like 
five dollars. I don't get why this has such good ratings so far. I don't know who is going to see this, but the same people that thought Expendables two was great. You know what's you know what's hilarious? Just because he's an old guy the, the, the and he's guy, like coming back. The guy who I thought had a bad uh, Mexican accent. His name his, he is Eduardo Noriega. <laughs> he might actually be Mexican. There you go. His fucking teeth are pearly white, and oh god, oh my god. I was so I was so I was I, I was just sitting there the whole time, like kind of like I'm like really. But now, even though you know that all being said. It's still the best movie. It is still so by far the best, best 2013 movie I've seen. Yes. Um, I don't understand. I don't know. I really, th- I really had higher hopes for this. Um, there's some really cool parts in it. The fucking comedy almost misses ex- entirely. There is maybe a couple times I left. Oh my god. Uh, what's his face? Um, uh, <laughs> the last stand. What is his name? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. I feel dumb for forgetting it, and as soon as I see it, I'm gonna be like, "All right, that guy." Uh, Michael Jai White. Oh yeah. Well, no, no, no. For, okay, so Forrest Whitaker was bad. Like, not like. Oh my God. See no. the back of his neck. <laughs> the, you did not see the back of his neck. He plays an FBI agent who is tracking down this guy, and and it's, his uh, name is Hans Spiedel. But he's not. He's not good. <laughs> the fucking guy, um, Peter Stormare. Yeah, mm-hmm. does this like southern accent that is oh. the God. least the He's least fucking Swedish? I know it is the least uh, effective southern accent of all time. It Luis Guzman is the guy that I was trying to think of. Comic relief entirely with his giant gut hanging out. My God, not funny. Everything. Fucking oh my God, fuck this movie. Yuck. Ugh. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a break. <laughs> I had to go ramble on that. <laughs> Oh man, I was pissed after I saw that. I was like, Jesus Christ, what a goddamn embarrassment that was. It was not there were like I said, there was a fun there was some fun like good parts. Like uh the car chase was pretty good. There's a great there's a great um kind of bit where Arnold like tackles a dude and shoots him through the head at the same time, which is but the like all the a lot of most of the blood is CG too and it looks bad. I don't know. It felt it felt cheap. Fuck that movie. Uh, let's take a break and come back and review. How much did you pay to go see that? Ten bucks. Ten fucking dollars. I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, uh, I could have fucking just waited and bought the, you the went Blu-ray and bought for five Dread bucks on at Blu-ray. I know. God damn it! I'm going to buy <laughs> Dread today, and I'm going to, to I'm gonna came home and watch that. The CG blood in that is much better. Um, let's take a break and come back and do. We were doing Malcolm, right? Uh, we'll be right back. When I come home after a hard day's work, there's nothing better than listening to outside the cinema. I like to draw a bubble bath and get in there and play with the bubbles. And Sometimes I fart in the tub and some of the bubbles come up and I'll scoop a bubble up in my hand and I'll pop it and smell my own fart. I like to smell my asshole. Coming out his asshole! Mm-hmm. 
First film of the day, Malcolm from 1986. I'm liking this random uh, random music I'm doing. I, I, I was lazy a couple weeks ago and had some listeners choose uh, choose the songs we play, so I've been uh, sticking with it. I kind of like just putting the random shit in there. Just put the random shit. It doesn't have to fucking have yeah. a tenuous link. Yeah. That's that other show. Uh, yeah. What is that, that other Dickhead. Dickheads. Brent chose a couple movies for us. This week. <laughs> Speaking of dickheads. Um, so Hello. our first film of the day, Malcolm from 1986, <laughs> <laughs> uh, directed by Nadia Tess. Um, Malcolm. Uh, it, Malcolm is a chronically shy. Really. You sure he's not, he's not autistic? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chronically well, shy mechanical genius who has just been fired for building his own tram. He gets Frank, who has just been released from jail, moves into... Oh, he gets Frank, who has just been released from jail, to move in to help pay the bills. Malcolm, with Frank's help, turns to a life of crime. What are you laughing at? Uh, so, this is a, an Australian film. Um, some love for Malcolm. Some... What did you think? Okay, let's see. Malcolm. Now, the one thing that I, I hate was like when I was trying to prepare for the show is like when you go to IMDb and type in Malcolm and <laughs> it just brings up Malcolm X every fucking time. It's like, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I, I hate that on fucking Facebook when I'm typing in a name and I just put in like Bill and I just want to put that. And, I, and if you don't put a period after it, Somebody named Bill, it'll fill in their last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you fucking cunt. Goddamn technology. <laughs> uh, now, this movie, I had never heard of it. Me either. Now. Uh, now. 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 Mountain With the mow. Uh, um, to me, now I see that it's made in like 1986. For for me, I felt like it was an older movie. Yeah. It almost felt to me like it was made. It was like a seventies movie. Yeah. Okay, but I never heard of it, which I have already said. Um, and the Bryn from the Hamakrash podcast and every tenuous link in between uh, recommended this movie. He uh, generally, I'll tell you what, Bryn is pretty solid with his recommendations. Yeah, definitely. Although Sinful Davy was not the best movie ever that we reviewed on this show. <laughs> there, but there might be okay. another one that's not <laughs> <laughs> I started watching this and um it's it it starts out you're totally in the dark. You have no fucking idea what's going on. Right. No fucking idea. I have no fucking idea. This fucking mug. And um uh, uh, suddenly, um, this dude is, um, he works at a, like a, a, uh, what do you call it? Street car. Yeah. They call it a tram. Yeah, I think he, but, I don't know if he drives the tram or if he's a mechanic there or what, he's but just a, he's just a fucking mechanic. He works he's, in the depot. Yeah. Cause he don't, he, he don't have the brains to the, the, he would be the kind of guy that even though he's, he's pretty much like um, sort of like an idiot savant where or like you said, I would I would have said he's autistic. Yeah. Uh, and there's different levels of autism. And that is Malcolm. What? Ma- well, Malcolm is the character. Wait, it, right. Yeah. Correct. And uh, and um, <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are right. <laughs> you are right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
he he's fascinated by uh, machines and some things that are mechanical and how they work, and he's just awesome at, at this kind of stuff. But um, socially, he's completely introverted and what we would call backward. Uh, he's uh, when they say you know he's he uh, they they say in the description like shy or painfully shy. Yeah. But it's not as much that as he is just he uh, he doesn't. His brain just doesn't work that way. There's a disconnect uh, right. from from the normalcy that you would see in a, in a, in a and he's not like a bad person or it's not like Malcolm and he goes home and he's sucking blood or something like that or shit like that. Okay, um, so but when you start out, I didn't know what was going on, and all of a sudden, you know, they have this the streetcars which run on you know this they have this big whip thing. They're they're on the track, which is which are like steel tracks, almost like a railroad track. They go down the street, but then they have um, they run on electricity, and the electricity comes from the wires up above. And they have this big like whip, almost like big whip antenna thing that's real long that goes up in the air, and it touches those those wires. And as it touches them, it the, the, it makes a the connection. Uh, which makes the motor and the wheels turn, yeah, thus yeah. making it work. Streetcar, like in the uh, fucking uh, San Francisco and shit, used to have. And they used to have the, out here where I live in the middle of nowhere in the goddamn country, uh, right across the bridge, the little tiny one lane bridge that I go across every morning. There's a uh, trail which now people ride four wheelers and shit on and everything. And my dad said that that was the streetcar track. Oh, wow. That's cool. So they had a streetcar back then. Even out here, in the kid, you know that was more of a thing for, uh, of the t- of the time. Um, so anyway, um, he you see him, you know, like put on a conductor's uniform and hat, yep. and get on this little cart thing and start driving it, and it's got the sign at the top like uh, the, a bus or a streetcar would have, saying where the stops are mm-hmm. and everything, and they switch it as they go. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was clueless. I was like, what the fuck is this thing? I thought he was like some kind of inspector. <laughs> because like on um, on the railroad, in the old West movies, they'd have that, that, um, that railroad car. Okay, you had the train and the railroad cars, but then you had that one – Thing that like two people would get on and had the handle in the middle and it would be like a <laughs> yes that stupid you know? thing <laughs> yeah and so that's sort of what I thought this was maybe he went and just checked the tracks or something but that's has that's nothing and they don't explain oh, they do eventually but it's, and he's just when he's driving it people are staring at him like what what the fuck is this <laughs> and then he's kind of got this little kind of shitting grin on his face because uh, he's doing something great well what it is is um. He, like I said, he's so uh, mechanically inclined that he can pretty much just figure out anything. And he made his own tram, a single person, single passenger little thing, so he could go motor around. And he thought it was just the greatest thing in the world. Well, his bosses did. Instead, it's like instead of, um, well, I mean, they gave him a job, so they probably did recognize that he had these. Uh, as far as being like a mechanic and stuff, uh, he had the ability to do this stuff, but he, because of the way his brain works and everything, um, it would be nothing for him to do something like this, which totally pisses them off because, you know, company liability and this and that and everything. And they think he's just out fucking around. So they shit can his ass. Well, he had lived with his mother 
and um, and she had passed away, and so he's pretty. And and it's he the the, the mechanical stuff consumes almost all of his life, every part of his life. Uh, if he had to fucking hang up clothes or something like that, like a wet towel at home. <laughs> Instead of just doing it, he would come up with some kind of contraption yeah. that would like a like almost like a robot or something. Yeah. His, or, his mailbox is on a railroad yeah. track where he can pull it into the window. He's yeah, like little it, uh, toy trains. Yeah, his entire stuff. house is full of model streetcar. It's like a giant train set. Yeah. His his it goes all. He's got one that goes all the way around the house, but then his room is just full of the. And I always like seeing that. I've, I, I, you know, it's funny. I've never seen a model train set in person. Oh, but, my uncle had a. a this was because that's a that's a thing from the past. Yeah, you know, because uh, now when I have a a train set at home uh, that I had when I was just a little kid, my mom and dad got me, and I, re- you know, it's it's a certain age thing because a little kid like my nephew when he was like four or five years old, he loved when my dad would set that train set up and he would just watch it and play with it constantly. And I remember when I would go over to my aunt and uncle's house, mm-hmm. my uncle had a really elaborate one. Like he had the thing set up where he had the little trees. I'm always fascinated by it, but in movies, but I've never actually seen one in real life. It's like, just like a min- miniature things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, like the guys that get the, the, the little small soldiers and they paint them yep, to, yep. to every detail and have bushes and mountains and stuff. Well, that's like what my uncle had and everything. And we would just, I mean, it was so cool. I mean, the thing, and they they could just set them up and make them more and more elaborate. Like you could just have them going around in a circle or an oblong circle, or you could have them going through t- tunnels. Some of them had, um, you put a little bit of water in there. So when they went around, they would go, hoo-hoo, and steam would come up. <laughs> Uh, it, it, it made me think of his the way he had his setup made me think of Mr. Rogers when when the trolley would come out of the wall. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> like, so, um, but he he um, even going to get like his groceries or milk or something like that. He has a remote control car, and he'll have it go all the way down the street. and And the people that live right around him know him. So even though he's odd, they know he's harmless and that he's a nice guy. So they they kind of try and help him and everything. So uh, he has no job now, and um, this one woman kind of suggests that he take on a boarder because he lost his job to pay for. You yeah, know, I mean, he even he even sends a remote control car to go pick up his milk. It's like Hong Kong milk, please, and the lady <laughs> the lady just sends back a note like "fuck off," you know, you haven't paid me. Yeah. So, um, but it it um, he ends up. You know, I don't want to tell like the whole goddamn movie, but <laughs> he ends up uh, taking on a border, uh, and which I always find weird mm-hmm. because um, I could never do it because I even when somebody I've lived with somebody, which has been a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's weird. Someone can be your best friend. I had a guy that was my best friend. We went to school from kindergarten all the way to like freshman in college. And, and, um, you know, we, you, when you're friends, you usually have a lot in common and we're like, yeah, let's get a, let's get a, an apartment in college. And, and, th- and then when you move in, you're like, holy fucking <laughs> shit. 
because you don't know how they really are, you know. Yeah. And the I mean, and the guy, I mean, he's kind of a, I mean, he's kind of a piece of shit. He's a criminal, and uh, yeah. it's played by <laughs> played by John John Hargreaves Hargraves. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the only thing I've ever seen Hargraves in besides this was the Long Weekend. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's kind of a horror movie where the nature like turns on these people that are kind of like asshole. They're like they go out. Oh, he's in uh, Mad, he was in Mad Dog Morgan. Um, talk about it. What? I heard Sammy and Will talk about the Long Weekend. I think or somebody. Yeah, they're, it's basically these, this couple that they, they, all they do is just fight all the time, and he goes out and litters and shit, and uh, and uh, the, the, like they start getting attacked by animals and stuff. It's a pretty cool movie. Nature. It's a it's a it's a uh, goddamn uh, tree hugger. Yeah movie anyway um but uh, this guy's good because he he has this certain look and and (laughs) talk about a classic smoker oh yeah he's got the he's got the squinty eyes and he's always fucking you know when he's smoking and the smoke's coming up in your eyes and shit you wouldn't know anything about that but i'm just telling you um oh shit he died in 96 he was only 50 years old but he he's he is a criminal but it's another the this movie isn't a movie where, where like the guys like this scumbag Ooh, he had AIDS killer asshole you know it, it's more the movie is a lighthearted movie and even though the guy's a criminal um, and they do some things it's I would you call this a feel-good movie it's quirky it's quirky and I think it does have some feel-good stuff in it because um, Except they're it, kind of like taking advantage of this poor uh, kind of simple guy and making him turning him into a criminal too. Yeah, but he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, fucking be hanging out with my mom. And uh, but the funny thing, what, what, it's got several funny moments in it. And um, Frank, who is the guy that moves in with him, he, at first he's just like, you know. Uh, got a room, you know, and so he goes in and he sees all these trains and shit, and he's he realizes this guy's kind of quirky and everything, but he he just kind of goes and starts living with him, and and Malcolm is um, like obsessive compulsive sort of. I mean, mm-hmm. like everything is structured. He does everything a certain way and a cer- at a certain time and everything, and f- and just watching Frank react to him and how quirky he is and everything, is he sort of gets at his wits end. Like he he will say right in front of Malcolm that he's a fucking half wit, and you know, or he'll be talking <laughs> to somebody else and he'll say, you know, this fucking half wit and everything. And and the thing is, you would think um, that it's. It's sort of like uh, anybody that would be a normal person. If somebody said that, like right in front of you about you, that it would upset you. But Malcolm, because he just has that kind of disconnect to emotion or whatever, he it doesn't even like phase him. He's just sitting there, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so um, Frank decides he's going to get some puss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. from, from one of the most Australian-looking women I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she looks like she could have been in one of those bar fights in Crocodile. <laughs> um, but he now, I, I think he knew this girl before. Yeah, she, they seem to have known. Well, yeah, they seem to have known each other, and she's local. I mean, she works yeah. like right down the street from this house. And so, the, at first, he just brings her over to fuck her. 
And then, you know, it's like right off the bat, right after they fuck, he's like, hey, Malcolm, uh, this is uh, Judith. and She's, she's going to move in here with us, you know. And Malcolm's just like, I mean, if he would have said, hey, I got an elephant out in the fucking backyard and I'm going to move it in here. Malcolm would be like, okay. You know, he didn't he's <laughs> oblivious or oblivious. Um, so she moves in. Now, she's one of these women that has a sort of uh, – Sort of big tits, but not. Yeah, she's like she she's just has, bro- a, she has a broad torso. <laughs> yes, it, it, because you would think you know you're like, and she walks around with her shirt like kind of unbuttoned or like a robe on or something like that, and kind of showing her cleavage and everything. And Malcolm, see that like it could have been goddamn uh, Virginia Madsen completely naked, and he wouldn't even fucking flinch because he doesn't you know whatever doesn't even think about it, and. um now, there are some humorous moments there because, like I said, now she takes more to Malcolm because, I mean, you know, I, I shouldn't say all women or whatever, but she has like a more of a motherly instinct and kind of uh, sees how he is and kind of maybe feels sorry for him and thinks he's a nice guy and sweet guy and everything. And Frank is still just like, you know, he's a fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> he's not mean to him, but he just is like, uh, he, he just kind of, Malcolm just gets on his nerves yeah, uh, because he's so straight and so whatever. And she starts kind of trying like mother, like sort of being motherly to him and everything. And there is one scene where um, Frank and Judith, I think fuck, and then Malcolm's just sitting out there doing whatever, working on a ba- uh, fucking toy or something. And she comes out. Well, then she decides she's going to. She says a few things to him, like about sex, and he just doesn't even register. He's like, I mean, not that he doesn't register. Like, oh, what are you talking about? It's just he has no interest in it. He yeah, doesn't yeah, even yeah. like the conversation. Doesn't even interest him. And so then I guess she, the next when Frank gets up. And he goes in. They're sitting on the couch, and she's kind of got her robe on and half, you know, hanging open. Her, and he assumes that they. Bang, she yeah. says, "I'm teaching Malcolm about making love." Well, then he gets pissed off and like uh, goes into this jealous kind of you know rage, and he's like, "You know what the fuck's wrong with you? You you fucking whore and all this stuff." But. I liked I liked his uh, his insults a lot when he he because he would just he was wasn't very creative with them but he when he would say shithead and stuff An Australian <laughs> person saying shithead always sounds funny to me but well the shithead just came out of the blue I didn't expect <laughs> I remember that it really made me laugh because it just it just like you know I didn't expect it but the 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 gist of the movie is Frank is is a I wouldn't say a petty criminal. He's a thief. Yeah, he's a bank and robber. <laughs> a bank robber, or you know, even a, a you know, breaking and entering in people's houses and stealing shit or whatever. And he's got this guy that he kind of has worked with before, but then um, Malcolm sort of they they get him involved and not if the, they didn't think it up. Malcolm's the one that fucking thinks this shit up. Yeah. Now there's some mechanical stuff in this that I was laughing my ass off. The the uh, car. The goddamn car. <laughs> fucking I, I didn't expect it. I didn't know what was going on. And the next thing you know, when it happened, when you watch the movie, I'm not gonna say what it does. But it's fuck it's I mean well and then I, I read that um um the car just disappeared like after the movie. Nobody knew what happened to oh. it. 
And then I guess this guy bought a house or something. Um, I can't remember how many years later. And when he bought the house, you know, and moved in, in the garage, there was this car. And it ended up that it was the fucking, it was the car. Oh, wow. It, like maybe like 10 years later or something like that. And uh, they finally found the car. And this car is just fucking, it's, it's, it's just hilarious. It's, it would have been funny enough if it was just a tiny car. Like the, yes. if the car was already minuscule. It's silly and it's kind of goofy and stuff, but it, it just it made me smile and I was just laughing because I was like, holy shit, I can't believe this, this is hilarious. Now, so Malcolm on his own, like I said, kind of decides that he's going to, you know, well, these these guys are trying to rob places. And in his mind, he's like, well, I can do it more efficiently, you know. And yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, don't have to, you know, chance of getting caught and everything. So he comes up with these little gimmicks, little uh, mechanical or remote control things and stuff. And at first they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But then they start thinking, you know, okay, well, hell, you know, this this could be, you know. So there, there's a lot of hijinks and uh, there's some remote control stuff. Where, and, and the music that goes along with it is almost like a, it makes it almost like a symphony of, <laughs> of uh, robotic uh, machinations, right? And it's kind of cute and funny. Now, I mean, with the exception of like some of the the sex, like when and they don't have sex. I mean, she just says something about wanking or yeah, you know, yeah. And she and she and they cut away from that, and and she's just telling him, you know, what to do and how to do it and everything. Um, but and it's got some like it's like you said with. Uh, Frank calling him a shithead and and some things like that, or you know, freeze or I'll blow your goddamn balls. <laughs> uh, the, the, with the exception of that, this is a movie that like you could probably show to a kid yeah. and they might think it's fun. You know, have some. It's PG thirteen, but uh, I think you know, I don't know what the thirteen is because um, it's pretty lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, I personally thought this movie was pretty funny. I'm not not like drop dead hilarious or whatever, but I thought it was a cute movie and I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. The guy that plays Malcolm, who is Colin Freels, I guess, or is it yeah. Brile? Freels? I don't I don't I don't know. I, I have not seen him in anything else. Now I have seen movies he's been in, but I don't recognize I don't recognize I, his face. because I, uh, I like Dark Man, I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. I saw uh, it recently and I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. But he is um he plays the part really well. I mean, he does a good job. And um, this guy wasn't in a, I mean, well, I guess he was in quite a bit of stuff. But um, I personally liked the movie. I thought it was good. You, I don't think – from what I can <laughs> can kind of draw from your yeah, comments, yeah. you may like it as much as I did. I thought it was really cute, and I thought it was – just kind of a, a light for uh, and uh, for me a forgotten movie I never have even heard of it yeah and I didn't know what to expect and uh, it, you know it it made me smile and I thought it was for what it was that was a pretty good movie for for me what it was it was less smiling and more like grinning and so it, I I don't want to say this is a bad movie and I guess it's not I think this is one of those movies that might benefit from having seen it or having some like when you were younger or having it because and we'll get to it in feedback uh, uh Morris sent us a feedback about it so um it's a it's a it's a quirky comedy but the comedy didn't really hit for me the whole time um 
I didn't really laugh at some of the stuff like, you know, with a, a gun that fires blanks and that kind of thing. I was just like, eh, you know, I mean, it's, it's more of like a, you kind of just kind of like do the nose laugh. That's the movies is a nose laugh, like a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, uh, I, I laughed at the car. I, you know, I did like that. The, um, I, I, you heard, I was really trying to see the, the arcade machines in the bar that they go to. I heard Galaga. I really wanted to see yeah. the arcade machines were in there. Um, you know, and Frank might be my favorite part of it. You know, he's such he's such, he's such a smart ass to uh, to uh, to Malcolm. Um, you know, like when Malcolm he sees boxes, are those boxes? He's like, no, they're pineapples. <laughs> yeah, know? well, it's like he 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 would he could you could have came in and gave Malcolm a fucking cardboard box full of money. Yeah. Like I mean, fucking a, a, a million dollars, and he'd be like, "It's a pretty nice cardboard, Frank." <laughs> yeah, he really <laughs> he, he wanted the boxes. Yeah, um, you know the the little the little uh, thing where they're stealing boxes at the beginning was kind of funny. The we're lifting the car up, but that's the kind of humor it is to the whole thing. There's nothing for me that was just like laugh out loud. There's stuff that was just kind of like, "Yeah, that was kind of funny." LOL. Yeah, there was no it, LOL. It was more it of like a it was more of a giggle to yourself. Giggle to yourself. <laughs> Laugh through your nose. Yeah. Um, the uh, most of his like inventions were pretty cool. Some of them were just like, "What the fuck is the point of that?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like with the mailbox that comes in the window. Come on, his front his front porch was like two feet wide. He oh, didn't save any time at all by moving that mailbox into uh-huh. the window. God. Um, I'm with you, you have no joy. You can't. Yeah, I mean, what's the matter with you? You watch know. too much Milk Creek and fucking. I watch too. I watch too much. Too much Haneke. or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. If Antonio Banderas was in this and <laughs> Almodovar, yeah, yeah. If if there was a, if there were more trannies in this, it would have been better for me. Um, there you go. The uh, that could have been a tranny. I laughed. I laughed through my nose when the chick wants to live there too, and he pulls out the clipboard to ask her questions, like he does with Frank at the beginning. Um, he's got this checklist where he he says, uh, "Have you ever been accused of a crime? Or convicted of a crime?" He like, starts going down the checklist. Of a, he didn't even like wait for them to answer. He just no. Asked he just yeah. <laughs> like he he thinks he has to do it. And um, I guess you know the neighbors kind of spying on them is kind of funny because they want to check in and make sure he's doing okay. This the you always see them looking in the windows and stuff. <laughs> Bryn, uh, it's not me. Sorry, Bryn. Sorry, Bryn. This one didn't work for me as much. Um, I, was, I, I took like five notes on this. I don't have a lot to add to it. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't bored, but I wasn't like excited about it either. Um, we can get to our ratings. <laughs> well, well. Mm-hmm. Malcolm, nineteen eighty-six. It's directed by Nadia Tass. Um, she fucking makes this movie. Um, I would give this a strong. A strong. I'm guessing here. I'm 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 holding my finger on a button that I six think you're going to guess. Point. Oh, lower than I thought. Five. Six point five. Yes. Um. I just I'm gonna give it a boring straight five. Um, it was just an average movie experience for me. Um, I thought it was well acted. Um, the final heist was kind of cool. 
I don't know. Just a lot of it didn't really work like on the level I think it was going for. Maybe for if you if you're Australian, you would. That's what I was saying. I think it's a movie that might have a more a better local experience. Like if it you, seems like a, a lot of the people that commented on it that are from that place mm-hmm. <laughs> saw this when they were really young, and it's something. It's it's like one of those nostalgia. Uh, yeah, the, you know they really liked it when they were young, and, and like and like I was saying about uh, Morris's uh, email, he he mentions all this stuff later, so we'll uh, we'll get into that more. So, uh, cool, uh, five and a six point five uh, for Malcolm. Let's take a break and do uh, come back and do another one. Honestly, I had never even this never even crossed my path. Um, the Escapist from two thousand eight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Did you know that Asian people prefer being called Orientals? Did you know that Ching Chong Ting Tong is a respectful salutation in all Asian cultures? Did you know that paper cuts can cause massive arterial sprays in Orientals? MMA! Well, then you should listen to Podcast Without Honor and Humanity, the internet's fourth best Asian film podcast. Every week, your host, Jake McLarchuge, will cover two Asian films that can range from the obscure to the notorious. From a Sonny Chiba werewolf film to a splattergore atrocity. From Category 3 to the Korean New Wave and beyond. Tune in at the website podcastwithouthonorandhumanity.libsyn.com. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. Or you can just search Podcast Without Honor and Humanity in iTunes. So give Podcast Without Honor and Humanity a shot and get cultured. Flawless victory. concert oh yeah yes yeah. it's a good show yeah uh, I can't, the they opened cars? up for somebody i can't remember who they ah, opened up gotcha. for cool Our, next uh heisty film of the day uh the escapist from 2008 son would you like to uh, talk about it a little bit here and i'll God take damn. lead um let's see Frank Perry is an institutionalized convict, 14 years into a life sentence without parole. When his estranged daughter falls ill, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I know, I was, really, I was really confused by that. He is determined to make peace with her before it's too late. He develops an ingenious escape plan and recruits a dysfunctional band of escapists. Misfits with unique skills required for the daring plan and united by desire to escape their hellhole of an existence. Much of the action takes place in, within the tunnels. What? 
Sewers and Underground Rivers. Still going, Jesus Christ. Subterranean London, written by Anonymous. Anonymous, you suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is directed by Rupert Wyatt, who I don't rec- recognize the Boop. name. Oh, did he do Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, there you go. Uh, the only other picture that he's done, the only other full length. Um, Rup. <laughs> Wyatt. Um, another rep from the Bryn. And um, this uh, stars Brian Cox primarily. Uh, we also get some uh, Damian Lewis, some other people. Uh, you get fucking uh, uh, Seamus in there. <laughs> Yeah. I was really surprised to see. I was like, was that fucking Seamus with a diamond in his tooth? And it was. And this is not uh, not a WWE film. So um, he's Thank called Two Ton in the movie. Um, uh, this also has uh, Joseph Fiennes, who I don't know that I've ever seen anything besides Shakespeare in Love. And he did not look fucking. I did not recognize him at all. Oh. I don't know if I've seen any of his other movies, but he definitely looks different from uh, in the last. Um, I guess that was a decade difference between those two. So he was um, not super pretty in this one, like he normally would be, I guess. Um, this is a, uh, I guess at its heart, a prison break movie. Um, what I appreciate about this, and I'll just go ahead and say right off, I, I appreciate how, and, and I don't want to say I don't like the typical heist structure in a film. But this one kind of uh, mixes it up some, and you get you get pre, during, and post heist stuff all mixed in together. It's not uh, a chronological film for the most part. You get um, you get to see. I mean, the film opens with the escape happening. You get, I guess, quote unquote flashback as we see leading up to it. We see them, you know the ultimate resolution. Um, and then the, you know, the film has its ending. So the, um, I really, it really keeps you, it, it really keeps you guessing. So they've kind of mixed a heist movie and almost made it like a mystery in a way at times because, or I guess, is it really called a mystery? Cause you, you're kind of guessing what, what's going to lead to what you've already seen. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck now it opens with a Leonard Cohen song um, which I should have pulled for the show this week but uh, I'm lazy um, so I, I was like yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be worse I mean it was the um, what was the name of the song because we actually my wife and I had our uh, we had our furnace replaced this week and we were watching this um, while they were like hammering and shit upstairs yeah. and so we had to have the subtitles on um, this is on Netflix Instant, if I didn't say so already. But um, they actually said what the song was, and I can't even fucking remember. But well, you uh, know, as soon as they start playing it, and yes, I do have food in my mouth. <laughs> um, it. I just had watched McCabe and Mrs. Miller mm-hmm. last week, and Leonard Cohen does the theme. Oh, cool! Does all the music in that, and. It sounds. I know it's not the exact same song, but you know a lot of his songs are like uh, this uh, melodic guitar, and then the guy's like, "I saw her sitting in a chair, uh, eating nachos, (laughs) baked mashed potatoes, and then I saw her hair full of mashed potatoes." And so it's like, (laughs) yeah. Um, 
And now I said last week. What do you, do you like, Leonard Cohen? I like Leonard Cohen. I like his early stuff. Well, you know what? I like his his older stuff too. When he like w- ruined his voice with whiskey, um, he uh-huh. uh, or smoking or whatever. Mick Foley is a big Leonard Cohen fan. He's good. Um, I think he's probably he's one of those things that's going to be hit or miss for a lot of people. But yeah. Um, now I said last week that I like Dominic Cooper. I completely thought it was somebody else. You um, thought it was Dominic Danucci. Uh, I don't. The wrestler. No, I thought it was. Uh, when he, I saw you know, the name Dominic Cooper, I thought Dominic West. Sort yes, but sort of, sort of. I'm just saying, sort of. He, he sort of looks like what's his name that plays Dread. He sort of looks like fucking Mila Kunis. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> With a beard. I can see that. He's, <laughs> he's, got, got, a nice, he, he's got a rounder butt. He's got, the, he's got like the cow eyes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he might have a better body. The um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Waka Waka. Um, he waka Chaka Sarisa Taka. He plays kind of the... the <laughs> <laughs> that was a Land of the Lost reference, by the way. <laughs> he plays the fresh meat in this, and... He fucking gets he like he's not he's not treated well. Um, they have a they have a catwalk. This prison, let me just say, this prison looks like hell on earth. Yeah. Um, the, you don't see prisons like this except maybe in Undisputed Three. But uh, <laughs> can you yeah. imagine if Boyka would have been in this? <laughs> you fresh fish, shut your fucking mouth. Or if Seamus was doing a Russian fuck. accent. Oh, you know what? Okay. It was a novelty that he was in this, but nah, yeah, um, fat fucking goof. I mean, <laughs> he 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 just. I mean, he's real big. Yeah, but like when he was fighting, I was like, well, I see why you're a fucking fake fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, he um, they try to do the MMA action in this, and it doesn't. All, all it ends up being is just kind of like swinging our, swinging your arms around and like being like a. You know, he kind of fights like like. Uh, Zeus, yeah, he's yes. got a similar kind of. I don't know about. I've not seen him honestly. I've never seen a whole match with him in WWE. <laughs> but in this movie, he's kind of a Zeus kind of guy, like just yeah, all just arms. Big, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, but I mean, he's supposed to be just this big monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> that was my note. Is that Seamus? Um, Shamus. Oh, Shamus. That's how he said. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they, uh, they get the hellish prison, and then you have good old Dick Winters showing up, uh, Damian Lewis, and his his character kind of confused me. At first, the way he's presented, I'm like, okay, he's just kind of like this, he's kind of like the, the scariest he prisoner there. And like, everybody just kind of, uh, you know, they're everybody. he has a, a, a gang of guys that, you know, will do anything he says and blah, blah, blah. But then as the movie was going on, I was like, wait, is he a fucking, is he a guard? No, 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 no. Well, I know, I know he's a prisoner because he eventually he says he just has so much power that yeah. he can, like he has his own little, and it's probably like one of those deals where um, even the guards are kind of afraid of him because mm-hmm. he could have them killed, and and not only that, but he's got a lot of them on the take. Yeah, yeah, and and see what confused me, I, I assumed prisoner all along. And then you see him at one point sitting in an office with a bunch of, of the guards. And I'm like, wait, is he a guard? What the fuck? And then uh, later he says something about come over to my, come to my, send him to my cell. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, 
but he was pretty good in it. I, it was weird hearing him with a British accent. I don't know if he is British, but I thought he was. I've only ever heard him do American accents. Now, what have so. you seen him in? Just TV shows? TV shows and Band of Brothers. Because he was well, yeah, that's right. I forgot he. Was, I haven't seen Band of Brothers in a long time. Oh, that's why I called him Dick Winters because that's the character he. That's but he, the, uh, the quote, he was the character, the real a couple person. of oh, what the. Not hard to kill or something like Human Target or something. I can't remember what it was called. There was some show he was on. Now he's on another show now. He's in, he's on Homeland now. Yeah, um, yeah, I never saw the movie Dreamcatcher that he is. I saw Dreamcatcher. It's, I don't. I, see, I haven't seen Stephen that King. one. Uh, let's see if I've seen anything else. I don't really okay. recognize anything else that he's been in. So that's the end of the food. Uh oh, all gone. <laughs> He's playing Lord Capulet in an upcoming production of Romeo and Juliet. Ooh, that's amazing. He's good. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. He does he doesn't really like he's very well groomed in this. I was wishing he was like have a shaved head or something, but he's got the same Damien Lewis always has the same haircut. You know, like it's always kind of like it's it's parted on the left-hand side and they were know. very subtle about his um cuz at first I this guy comes up and starts talking to him and I'm like, "Okay, are these guys gay?" You know, because if you're in prison, you know, what's yeah. okay. Rizza, but anyway, but they the guy comes up and like puts his head on his shoulder and is like almost like blowing in his ear while he's talking to him. He's so close and everything. And then I thought, okay, now it ends up that that's his brother. But then later on, when Damian Lewis, did you notice how he walked? No, I didn't even pay attention to that. He was. He was a, a okay. A poofter. A poofter. Uh, yeah, poofta. Um, but he, um, they. I just read a. You know, they had the IMDb trivia, and they said that he purposefully wore women's underwear uh, oh, wow. under, under his pants to get into the role and to get the feel. And but the, there was a couple times where he walked in. He was like, it wasn't really overt, but you know, yeah, they they it's legs very together, subtle. hips together, and like sashaying a little bit, but there's, just there's, very very. Uh, there's really only one person in it that you would think is ob- it's a guy that actually dresses in women's clothes the whole movie. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But for the most part, like it's very subtle. Like I said, I mean, obviously, I missed it completely. So, yeah. The um, if you go to prison, you're gonna be a troll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With that sweet ass. Oh my god! I will. Fu- I cannot go to prison. That, that that I've decided that years and years ago. I've I've got to stay on the straight and narrow. If I fucking go to I prison, I'm like, done. Yeah, okay, come on. Um, I'm not gonna see the terror in my eyes. <laughs> the uh, the catwalk is pretty horrifying. These are all these they they send in new prisoners at one point, and these guys are they're still like powdery, I guess, from the they're they're de lousing yeah, them or whatever. But oh my god, it looks miserable. They're walking in, and it just sucked to be these guys because everybody's just whistling at them, saying "Ah, pussies!" or what are they? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Um, yeah, it looked pretty pretty hor- horrific. Um, but uh, the um, Dominic Cooper is one of them. He is Brian Cox's new cellmate, and he's getting at some of the worst, I guess, because he's a good-looking guy or whatever. So, um, yeah, they fucking when he's walking, they make him come in in their in their like jockey shorts. Yeah, he's yeah. walking up the steps. They like focus. That's why I said he had a better butt than Mila, <laughs> because yeah. when he's walking up the steps, they just the camera just focuses on his ass. <laughs> That's a little, little it's like oh, damn, you got you got a fine ass, a little focus. Um, <laughs> so he's harassed primarily by one guy. This is Riz's, I guess, brother or whoever. Um, yeah. who they is a bro- yeah? They were brothers. Okay. Well, he was he was um also a drug addict. He's addicted to ketamine. 
And um, what's ketamine? Tell me, show, tell me some of your your, your expertise. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any expertise. I had to look it up because they say ket in it. I was like, okay, ketamine. I think ketamine is special K, and it's a it's like a it's a sedative. Oh, it's um, a sedative. Okay, because they said in the, like the somebody's description or maybe it was a review somebody said cocaine and you know that's like last night when we were watching dread uh my friend randy goes what's that stuff and my and my friend greg who said django he goes (laughs) oh what'd he say it was he said that's meth and i'm like no greg it's slow-mo which is the exact opposite of what meth would be meth is a fucking stimulant but he's a goddamn Ketamine is a drug used in human and veterinary medicine primarily for the induction and maintenance of general anesthesia. Hmm. So somehow they they were getting it into the prison and the guy was like mixing it with like using some kind of like he was pulling stuff out of loaves of bread and mixing it with pills and making ketamine or whatever, you know, making whatever this was. At least they called it ket. Um, So, you know. I thought that it was. Uh, I liked the uh, the interaction with what was Riz's brother's name or Riz's guy's name. Uh, Fuck a duck. No, that's not. Was it, it. Tony? Uh, no, it was. Um, God damn. It, yeah, Tony. Yeah, Tony, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Tony keeps harassing him, and you get. I mean, you you can get an idea of what's going on there. The he's of, a fucking little. Oh God, he's gross. But, because and the thing that's the best about him is, is he's just this little skinny asshole. So the thing that makes you hate him, me personally, hate his guts, is he's this little shit. And if his brother wasn't this the the most powerful guy in there, yeah, yeah. nobody would be afraid of him. They'd he, beat they, the fucking shit out of him. They forever he forever has the RZA like threat uh, like over his head that so right. nobody can touch him. Um, now. I did not like at all the melodramatic shower rape scene with them. <laughs> like the steam billows and like, uh, I was like, come on, that was wasn't lame. enough. It wasn't, no, it wasn't, no, you know what it wasn't? It wasn't like violent enough. Like it was like, it was like, you see, you know, it was like the hand reaching in. Like the well, you steam. know the thing that, that I, I, it was like in uh, the TV show Oz, it's like these guys, some guys, like they'll go in, to this place and then when the guy comes up to him they just don't know what to do so it's almost just like they're just like jesus <laughs> like not they're paralyzed but they're like oh my god you know and then eventually like in the show oz uh after this happens to this guy so many this guy beecher the guy played beecher um after he got raped and abused so many times Oh. Then finally, he just fucking snapped and went berserk and just beat the fucking shit out of this guy in on Oz, and then and nobody would fuck with him face. because <laughs> nobody would fuck with him because they thought he was he's nuts and and they always said you know the guys would come after guys if if they thought you would fight back they'd leave you alone because no matter even if they get you and beat you up there's a chance that they're going to get hurt and you just think to yourself okay dude you just got raped. And fucked and everything else for over and over and over and over and over. And then you finally fight back and they leave you alone. Wouldn't it have been better just to fight back? From, <laughs> you know? But, you know, just, you know, so, I mean, like in that movie, the guy was, uh, or in Oz, he was a. Um, he was like just an a, accountant or something, yeah. Yeah, he was just, I mean, he wasn't used to that kind of And so it takes a while for, you know, I guess for either. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. But anyway. <laughs> um, 
But that was, little fucker, I'd have drilled him right in his goddamn mouth. Oh. And then I shanked him. Well, uh, the, well he I'd just, have fucked him. I guess everybody everybody is afraid of Rizza though. I don't care. Because, you know. They're going to kill you anyway. So would you rather <laughs> die, you know, with a butthole? Uh, you know? An unstretched butthole? Well, you know. Um, it was cool when, the, when they would show the escape. Um, and the, uh, you'd hear the you'd hear the guards like uh, it was cool the part where the guards calling but you know out what, what seriously that guy was kind of little and skinny mm-hmm. the, the 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 Tony so I mean it probably wouldn't have been that bad well you know he was <laughs> well I think another thing is that Brian Cox was leaning on Dominic Cooper you know saying don't fuck this up for me yeah because yeah. He, he he was relying on Dominic Cooper's character to make his escape. Well, and I just see that that's just a, a, a thing where the, the guy, like I said, they always call it this in prison movies and stuff, fresh fish, uh, you know, the new fish, fresh fish or whatever. And the guy, he was just totally out of his element. He, yeah. You could see he was probably like uh, had some minor charge, like a drug charge or something stupid, but he wasn't a violent criminal and he wasn't used to, you know, it's like welcome to the jungle, baby. You know, yeah, yeah. so he was a victim, and I mean, you know, you're either a fucking shark or you're a fucking fish. Um, the um, just like a horror hound, <laughs> just like any good, uh, just like any good horror hound or uh, or heist <laughs> movie. You got you have assembling the team. Um, you have, yes, you have figuring out, you know, plotting out how to do it, and it's cool how they do it with this one with dominoes. Like, you now, granted, watching them lay out the dominoes, like, how the fuck are they remembering any of this by laying, yeah. like, stacking dominoes? But whatever, it was kind of neat. Um, I thought that one guy, I was like, that's uh, I, uh, that is not Will I am, <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't, and I'm glad. But I mean, you know, the the Jamaican guy or yeah, he was from yeah, it wasn't, was it? His name's Seu Jorge. Uh, He's from Brazil. He's Brazilian. Okay, not Will I Am. But that guy's pretty cool. Yeah. I like he when he made the shit. Yeah. Oh, he, he was in uh he was in Elite Squad. Ah. He was in Life Aquatic. He was in City of God. He's been in a lot of shit. I, I didn't like recognize him. Uh, um the uh That is the guy from Elite Squad. Shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's, ever, and he's the one that sings all the song, the David Bowie songs in Steve Zizou. He sings them in wait, Portuguese. Wait, that's him? Yeah. Oh, wow. All in Portuguese. Oh, that's that awesome. Huh. He's awesome. He's not Will I Am. He's 10 times cooler. Which is, <laughs> Will I Am is very cool. Let's see. Uh, oh, there you I said I wrote down a quote. There you go. Proof that David and Goliath is cock and bull shit. Um, that was a, in reference to the scene, the fight scene with. Uh, Shamoose. Joseph Fines and and Shamoose. Um, but was you kinda, know what? Though he was, wasn't he purpose? He was. He was getting his ass kicked on purpose. He just yeah, because to, he was a boxer. I mean, you know, and he just wanted he to be like, in the fight because he needed something. And I won't say what that something is. But you know what? I will say to suspend disbelief. Okay, that's fine. But now think about this. <laughs> to rely on getting this one what thing. What are the chances? Yes. What are the chances? Yeah, yeah. So, okay. We'll just leave it at that. Um, let's see. Dominic Cooper looks like Mila Kunis. Oh, there was a neat cross-section of them crawling through ductwork. I thought it was pretty cool. Some of the camera work in this is really nice. Um, and where they ultimately end up was really fucking cool. Like, they the the sewer or the... It's like an abandoned subway station and uh, with, uh, you know, they find gas masks and stuff like that. I thought that was really neat. Um, 
I love the shot. Uh, another example of the shot when uh, you get Tony looking all the way across the, the way this prison is set up. It's not like a long like rectangle. It's it's a tall yeah. like square. So they have these walkways and these spiral staircases on each end. And one, you know, one person can be in their cell and look all the way across to the other. And that was a really cool scene when Tony's standing just like he's just creep glaring all the way across into Brian Cox's cell. And, and granted, he's probably not seeing anything, but every cell has this little kind of hole in the wall, this pass where they can you know, push books through where and um, uh, uh, what was his name in the movie? The say Jorge uh, Viv Batista. Batista was the librarian and the guy that would pass out the drugs. So he would put the drugs in the books and send, give them to people and they'd pass them through. But there's a great shot of Tony all the way across that, it, it comes it like you see it through the little book pass. So I thought that was kind of neat too. So um, the uh, what they find is damn cool. I already said that. The uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm jumping around in my notes. So the there's some really cool lighting, um, especially right before they get to the um, I guess before the climax of the film. But there's some standing water and stuff. It's really well lit because the it's almost like it almost looks inten- like digitally enhanced. It's almost all gray, but there's a there's, there's a reflection coming off this standing water that's making that like kind of hatched pattern, kind of wavy hatch pattern across everything. I thought that was really well lit too. Um, you get a good difference in the the different areas. I mean, you have the dirty like browns in the in the one stage. You have the the prison, which is like kind of I don't know what how to describe that color. It just feels ugh. <laughs> like old institution. And then you have the underground part that's all grays and blues. Uh, I looked really good too. Um, everybody's good in this movie. Uh, I, I like Brian Cox's character quite a bit. Um, the end uh, is probably a polarizing thing. It's got kind of a twist ending. Yeah. yeah. Um, I won't go into it at all, but. I don't know that I like the ending. Uh, I thought it was fine, but I think it was Hitchcock once. No, I'm not Did you see it that. coming? I didn't see it coming, yeah, but yeah. I don't know that I like the surprise, and I won't say the Hitchcock yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, let's hear what you had to say about it. Well, okay. I have seen Joseph Fiennes in quite a bit of stuff. Um, he was a... Uh, in the sniper movie with Ed Harris and uh, Jude Law, the mm-hmm. Russian versus the Germans. I can't remember what that was called. Um, was it Enemy at the Gate? Yes. I never did see that one. Uh, but I did not fucking have a clue because I kept, when I was watching this, I was like, man, this guy's pretty good. He's kind of cool looking and everything. I, I like, didn't recognize the, him at all. Who the fuck is this? And and it sort of, he sort of reminded me of, with the look, sort of, because he always wore a hoodie, like a sleeveless hoodie. Yeah. Uh, but when he was walking around, for some reason, he kind of reminded me of Fastbender, maybe in like Hunger or something like that. I don't know. But he was really good. And I was like, holy shit, that's right. I remember seeing Joseph Fiennes in the titles, and that's him, you know, because mm-hmm. he do- totally looks at And I haven't seen him in anything in what seems like a long time. He's probably been working. I just haven't seen any of his shitty movies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, that Steve McIntosh that plays Tony is he's good yeah, because he's, I fucking yeah. hated his guts. Yeah. And he was a little fucking asshole piece of shit. <laughs> 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 now, um, the, the, um, Oh God damn. 
that um, Liam uh, Cunningham. I seem to see he was the one that played me. Was he Brody? Yes, he played Brody. I have seen him in a lot of shit. Uh, Dog Soldiers, Clash of Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's been in a in just a lot of movies. I mean, a lot of fucking movies, a lot of movies. Um, now, um, he was very good. The whole cast, like you said, was really good. Um, Brian Cox. I don't think I I've ever have, seen anything that I dislike Brian Cox in. No, and and even uh, I, he's always good. He's he has a lot of charisma. Uh, now oh, I will to see say his this: big old man ass. Yes, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> and it wasn't as much his ass as I could have done without just seeing him like shirtless. Oh yeah, because he's he's very old and he's got a really big gut and <laughs> and, and flabby moobs. And he yes, and he was not he was not uh, as moogie in. When he played Hannibal Lecter, but of course, no. that was a long time ago, and he was born in 1946, so uh, he's pretty old. But he's he's a really good actor. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of charisma, uh, and he was perfect for this role as the you know kind of old veteran convict guy. Now, um, did they say what he was in prison for? Raping his daughter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think they did. I don't think they ever did. Um, I he has the picture. Uh, you, you, the the only thing that you you kind of hear just you hear the story, you know, of of the the, the thing of, about his daughter and why he decides just all of a sudden he's he's this guy that if he you know he got convicted of whatever and he's in prison and he's. It seems like you know he's pretty much content that he's going to be in there, and you know, and then there's something that happens outside mm-hmm. with his family that he's just, uh, you know, it just flips a switch in his head, and I think that the the flipping of the switch in the head is, um, um, okay, I'm in here forever. I have nothing to fucking lose, so who gives a shit? I my you know I I need to get out of here. And he becomes like driven to do it. Um, now, I, 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 it's hard to talk about the movie because you don't want to give shit yeah, up. Yeah. But uh, I thought, as a prison movie, I thought it was done really well. I thought that um, it's it's always cool. Prison movies. I mean, honest to God, most prison movies are usually pretty good. Yeah. Because even though they have a lot of the same stuff with somebody getting terrorized or getting raped or getting, getting uh, uh, fucking um, squeezed by either a tougher guy or a gang or something like that, there's a lot of the same themes. But it's interesting because it's such an interesting subculture of humanity. You know, just men or women in an all women's prison, all thrown together, and they're all having to live there. And how they just become—it is like a law of the jungle thing. But also, you know, you had those asshole guys. But as long as you did, you didn't run afoul of them, and and just kind of, you know, you were you were okay. They're like the bullies of the whatever playground. And uh, but then you also like uh, uh, Brody and Cox. Kind of had you know they there's 
you develop friendships and stuff like that, right? Um, now, and also seeing, like you said, the, the, what the insides of the prisons look like uh, and how those prisons. I've seen, like in a, in that that prison right there, looked almost exactly like uh, the one they used uh, in the name of the Father with Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same the same uh, uh, catwalks that go around each level and those steps. It might have okay. been shot in the same place. I don't know. Um, but uh, you pretty much covered just about everything. I am glad that that wasn't Will I Am. That would have put, that, <laughs> you, you know, if that would have been Will I Am, it would have been almost as much of a distraction as that being Seamus. Because that <laughs> yeah. was kind of a, it was kind of a, you know, it's like, I know, I don't know, maybe because like when I watch a movie and I see like an old, old time wrestler. Like uh, the Godfather, the guy that played Luca Brazzi was Lenny Montana, mm-hmm. and he wrestled for years and years and years and years and years. Or you'll see hard-boiled Haggerty in fucking – he was in a shitload of fucking movies. Or Mike Mazurki was in a shitload of fucking old noir and westerns and stuff like that. And that doesn't bother me at all, but maybe it's just because this guy is actually in the time that we're in right now. And I don't, you know, but he, he, I don't know. They could have had, they could have had anybody fucking play that part. Well, yeah, any big dude could have done it because there's no really no, not much in the way of speaking. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm just like right in the middle of the movie, and I'm like kind of getting into it. And I'm like, oh fuck, they're Seamus, you know. Like, <laughs> so anyway, but it wasn't that big of a deal. It's a good movie. Um, yeah, it, I'd never fucking even heard of it, and uh, which isn't surprising. I mean, there's so with especially with. Uh, some foreign movies and stuff like that. I'm glad that Bren pointed this out to us. Um, the what do you think of the end? Uh, I mean, obviously, I know what they were going for, yeah. and it, it 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 made it not be typical because it, if yeah. they would, they could have done it. And I mean. I've seen The Great Escape. I've seen Escape movies. I've seen a lot of prison movies. And they are pretty much, even though they're good, like Shawshank Redemption or Papillon or whatever, they're good movies. And then, you know, uh, fucking Undisputed, you know, Undisputed 2 or whatever. Um, But this would have been cookie cutter, bam, 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 prison movie, escape movie. Uh, And that made it not. So I I can't say that – I think that there's – I've seen movies like this before that had things like this, and some people might say – might not like it. I almost just said something that I just don't want to give anything away. But um, I – especially the way the movie was laid out. Yeah, with was, them yeah. showing the flashbacks, and so, because the whole time I'm sitting there watching it, I'm thinking, okay, well, they're showing the escape going on, and then they would flash back, or or what, or, or they were say they were showing um, the planning and what led up to it. Yep, and it wasn't a flashback; it was a flash forward. But then I, when I was watching it, I was thinking, okay, well, this kind of sucks because you know. What is going to happen with, say, Tony and Dominic Cooper's character, you know what's going to happen because here they are doing the escape and Dominic Cooper is still there and he's still alive. Uh, or so-and-so. Right. Yeah, you're right. But then 
the way the inevitable thing plays out, that kind of explains it. I so, agree. But cool. anyway, I like that's it a about, lot. I, you know, it's like I said, this is one of those ones that it's just watch it and you'll know what we're talking yep, about. It's on and instant. It is on instant. So, um, we can get our ratings. Uh, I give this an 8.25. I, I had a lot of fun <laughs> watching it, even, even with the construction going upstairs and, uh, yeah. And uh, fucking four forty five hundred dollars. Um, well, you know yeah. that's life. And it's been hot as shit. This thing works better than our old one, and we can't get the temperature right, and we're fucking sweltering at night. <laughs> a, uh, my house is just a small little two bedroom house. It has a full basement, but I mean, it's a you know it's only two bedrooms, and. I think my grandparents had the same thing that you're having right now because uh-huh. I've said that it's like they put a furnace in that's almost like too big for the house. Yeah. So I'll put the goddamn thing. I'll have it under seventy, and it'll. And when it comes on, it feels hot. I had to turn. I had to turn it down to sixty three last night. Yes, really I have the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Or you'll wake up. You you won't be able to sleep, or you'll wake up and you'll be hot as shit. Oh god. Um, I give this an eight point two five. Um, yeah, like I said, even just even just with the noise going on around, um, it's still you know you're able to follow it. It's not overly convoluted. Everybody's good in it, um, uh, except for I guess Seamus. <laughs> yeah. And if you're into if you're into uh, old man, like if you, like you know how some guys like milfs or gilfs. Yeah, if you're into if, if you're into fat old guy tits, you might like this. Too. And he's got a, his belly. Like if he walked through, like if there was a tripwire, his stomach <laughs> down by his, feet, his stomach could be like four feet over the tripwire before his ankles would hit. <laughs> and then, you know, but Cox is like, he's good, he's man. Good. He's really good. I so, guess you know we're all going to get fat and old. So who gives a shit? What do you rate it? He's making movies. Um, I give it an eight, straight up eight. Nice. I your your point two five is just ridiculous, <laughs> unheard of. Well, okay, you tell me what that point two five is. I don't know because it didn't feel because <laughs> it didn't feel like an eight point two. It didn't feel like an eight point five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gentleman. Um, the um, cool. I envy his hair. I remember when I used to part my hair, could comb it like that, and now there's not enough hair to even fucking fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> Just Fuck. shave it off, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did. I have before. Cool. Let's take a break, and uh, we'll come back and discuss more grooming tips and do some feed sack. Feed sack. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles battle weekly against the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are. (laughs) The 35 millimeter heroes. Dig it, bitches.
time for that feed sack. Um, the uh, I just had something to say. Oh yeah, I don't think a week a week goes by where I won't find myself driving along or here at home and start reciting that thirty-five millimeter heroes uh, <laughs> promo. Mmm, cake dick. Um, <laughs> I wondered. I, 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 I wondered if that might come up. Uh, anyway, um, what are the tastes? I'll mm-hmm. never know. Uh, let's see. Um, we got some voicemails and an email, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> let's. Uh, that was, one of the, that was uh, that's what they call uh, behind the scenes. That'll be on our director's cut. Yeah. Uh, when we release uh, this episode in Blu-ray. Um, so I didn't put it in the show this week, but um, mm-hmm. oh, Modus uh, wrote a he made a new Love That Album promo. So I'm just going to play that as part of our feedback. So who's that? I have Tom waits here. If you want to hear a really professionally recorded podcast promo, then I'd suggest you go elsewhere. But if you want to listen to a podcast where there's a whole lot of interesting talk about favorite and great albums and what makes the songwriting so fantastic, then I'd suggest you listen to Love That Album, hosted by Morris. Now, if only he'd talk about one of my records. Love That Album podcast, as endorsed by one out of five Tom Waits impersonators. You can get the <laughs> podcast from iTunes, searching for Love That Album, or you can get it from lovethatalbum.blogspot.com. Listen to this podcast, except no imitations. Yay! And then um, Yay. I'll go ahead and read his uh, email, too, about uh, mainly about Malcolm, because um, so we, we mentioned it earlier. So, uh, Modest says, hello, Loaf and Zom. Hi. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about the film Malcolm. Uh-oh. Uh, the film is near and dear <laughs> to a lot of folks' hearts here. I just broke every heart in Australia because I said like all of six words about it. I apologize. They hate you there anyway. Oh, God. So if you've given it a low mark, insert fart noise here. <laughs> Australian, for, uh, Australian films to that point were often period pieces or the sort of flicks spoken about in the brilliant Not Quite Hollywood documentary. Uh, Malcolm was something very different at the time as far as local films go. I'm not sure, but I think it played some part in influencing a string of films that followed with a quirky feel to them, a word I really got to hate in describing local films. Uh, Malcolm isn't a flashy film, but it's full of great ideas, good storytelling, and interesting characters. I think I actually know people who are like Malcolm, socially awkward, but have a real passion for things that leave others scratching their heads over. So I really enjoy his character. Like movies. Yeah, because wait, what? Because it was in uh, <laughs> Melbourne where I live, uh, as does the Frost Giant. I love spotting familiar places. Uh, the Frost Giant being Terry Frost. The uh, the scene where uh, oh the where Malcolm, Frank, and Judith change over the truck to an ice cream van was shot behind a building I used to work in. Uh, David Parker and Nadia Tass are uh, who made the film. Love showing off Melbourne in their films, like a, like the city is a character. I love seeing how things look different between now and when the film was made in 86. 
Anywho, I hope you enjoyed it. Even if there were no boobies in it, there almost were boobies. Uh, Tass and Parker also made another film I mentioned to you earlier called The Big Steel. Even if you don't review it, I urge you to watch it. It's very funny. Cheers, Martyrs. Uh, P.S. Not by Tass and Parker, but another really good local film that of that period is uh, Proof, starring Hugo Weaving and Russell Crowe. That sounds interesting. Mr. Anderson. Russell Crowe? Yeah. Do you know that he's got a movie coming out with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, boy. Yeah, dig it. And it's got Catherine Zeta-Jones, and she's one of these ones that, you know, when I said some women get older and they get naked, pray, pray, pray that she gets naked. <laughs> yes, Love to see her naked. Oh, boy. I'd pay $4. <laughs> Would you pay 10 Um. Well. Uh, so, here's a uh, voicemail. <laughs> oh yeah, silver and gold is bad, James here from Australia. How you doing? Who? Uh, after last week's episode and listening to you guys talk about Cannonball Run, I just had to chime in. There's a little tune here, the opening tune to the sh- to the to the movie. I um fell in love with it you know I can't say I love it so much now but as a kid I think I was about eight years old maybe when I saw it and um I love this song so much I got the trusty old tape deck and uh held it up to the tv speaker and recorded it about three times in a row (laughs) and uh I used to do that with the incredible Hulk show (laughs) and then just listen to it over and over and over and I just loved the movie. I watched it fucking over and over and over. It was great. But yeah, um, right now I'm looking at um, doing this. It's got YouTube playing in the background here, and I'm, I'm watching the two girls in the Lamborghini. They've just painted the sign and they've driven off. And I remember thinking, as an eight-year-old, there's something about those girls, <laughs> those women. There's something about those women. I don't know what it is, but. I want to do something with those women. I don't know what it is, but I want to do a lot of it. <laughs> but first, he made his pee pee wiggle. Twinkling in the eye, if you know what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, from memory, it was a pretty good film. Uh, I can't remember. It, was it? I can't remember if this. It was this one. If um, there's a bit where these two rednecks are in this car and the, the bonnet flips up and they can't see anything and he goes diving into a pool with the car <laughs> yes and just before that happens you know I remember this clearly because Bradshaw. as a kid we thought it was so hilarious but now it's not so funny I guess but the guy just goes I can't see shit can you and then they dive into and they're the fucking pool. Hawaiian yeah. tropic was that car. a redneck like that. accent there but he just didn't so. want to go back and revisit this film <laughs> now that I've heard you guys talk about it so uh, thanks for bringing that up again um, it was <laughs> good memories cannonball tonight just Plugging away, looking at some clips of it, and yeah, it holds up all right. It's not too bad, you know. Fucking love Lamborghinis. I'm a big Lamborghini fan. If I ever win a lot of the Lambo, will be a car that I buy first. <laughs> I just love them. I always have. I think it was this film that gave me my love for Lamborghini in the first place. So uh, do they still make them? But yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. otherwise, show's going well, fellas. I love it, and. Uh, don't worry about the people leaving the group. Fuck them. Who gives a shit? Speaking of which, and, uh, we just dropped another one. I don't know. That was weird. Oh, Zom, good to say you're fanatical about Dread as much as me because <laughs> I kind of feel alone. Good. 
overdoing it a bit because I'm a massive Dread fan, like reading the comics and that from when I was a kid. Yeah, um, so. Thought he farted. In pursuit of that pussy. Just as enthusiastic about Dread as I am, and uh, I hope you guys have a good show, and I shall talk to you soon. I'm talking to you on my new recording unit. Sounds good, mate. Anyway, later, lads. Love ya. Cheers. Always good to hear from a first time caller. I know. I wonder if he likes the movie Prometheus. We should ask him. Yeah. Dig it. I know this area code. Next oh, no. oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. It's stuff London. Okay, good. Uh, I was listening to your latest show and you guys mentioned that you uh were seeking to do another Selvin Gold episode, uh Henry's I think I think Dolph's whispering because he's across the hall from mom. He doesn't want to wake her up. Selvin Dolph London Nepple. Uh, and I thought you, you guys weren't sure what you wanted to pitch to you, but into the listener's hands. And I figured, well, I'm a listener, and I'm Ralph Lundgren. <laughs> so uh, I threw in some suggestions. Uh, for my film, uh, may I suggest the 1994 feature of Pentathlon, where I play an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, I escape the freedom in the U.S., but I get tracked down by statistic experts. It really shows my athletic prowess that I uh, honed over the years, and mainly, and I know my buddy Sly likes this. I get to uh, take my shirt off and flex my muscles a lot. Uh, he was really proud of that. He sounded so, like Sly for a minute. Yeah, I would enjoy it, and he would enjoy it. I think his fans would enjoy it. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to pick a, a Henry Silver film, too, because I know Henry Silver. Um, I'd actually like to pick one that's um, uh, one of my incredible students, uh, Chuck Norris, uh, the 1985 film Coach Savage. Uh, mm. I know you guys mm. are the mm. Chuck Norris fans. That's fine. You know, uh, not the biggest fan either. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, uh, I mean, it's got silver, you know. Uh, and you guys always have interesting discussions on Chuck Norris. <laughs> so, uh, that's the uh, movies I think you guys should do for the next Silver and Gold. Uh, uh, I hope to keep listening and uh, hope to keep hearing my voice live. Uh, he's a character. <laughs> I'm going uh, to, uh, to read uh, a dictionary, you know, to, to, to further my brain and uh, sleep with my very young girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. you know, that fucking dolph, uh, dolphin picture. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know who that was just called. Um, that was um, Dolph Lundgren. Oh, no, that's right. Sorry. I, I just watched him the other night in a movie. Uh, next voicemail. <laughs> Wolfie, this is Thor, the God God of Thunder. Now oh, I thought that you, like Sammy, hey, had can we change our voicemail <laughs> From now on, our version number is is five 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 one two one two. Yeah, there you go. It has a one on the end. If you if you were dialing sixteen hundred before, just dial sixteen oh one from now on. Yes. And came to the realization that it is a masterpiece. Well, at the very least, you understood that the Avengers is indeed a fucking masterpiece. And you went on to praise Thor, and I know you did it in a backhanded way, saying you 
you don't like my mythology, but you're okay with me in the setting, why, yada, 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 the fool doesn't care. You understand, just like Sami, that you're just trying to protect your feeble little image with all of your listeners and try to prove that you have some type of balls, but you do not. At least not the size of full of balls. But then you went last week in your review of Swamp Thing and you made a snide little remark that had nothing to do with the review that Swamp Thing was better than Thor. And my first thought was, what the fuck is Swamp Thing? <laughs> You're going to tell me that some relic from the past that barely anybody has heard about uh, starring some actress named Adrian Barbo, who I will admit when I looked up, she's very, very good looking. Uh, but you're going to say that's better than my movie, which had me, Thor, Natalie Portman, Stellan, Stellan Skarsgård, and uh, Tom Stella Hiddleston, and a cameo, and I am credits, by Samuel Stevens and Barbara Boucher, uh, Barbara Boucher, Barbara, uh, God damn it, Adrian Barbara's tits mushed together. But then I started looking and thinking, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> Barbara Boucher, Jesus. Oh, trash, literally like Swamp Thing. That's right, too, licking on up then I thought, well, maybe. Maybe it's because the Swamp Thing reminded you of your ex-girlfriends, and I kind of understood that. I had an ex-girlfriend whose nickname was I want to get to the bottom thing. of this. I tried to give you a second chance like did I did, Sammy, and thing? I know I heard him yeah. say on your Sylvan Gold Facebook group that my call on Sylvan Gold made him like my film less, but I know, just like you, he's just trying to that was awesome. keep his image, and he better be careful, because I'll make it to another whole hand. I know that's the reason he didn't make it to the one in November, because he thought I was going to be there, and he was scared shitless, <laughs> so he made up some excuse was about that he had to work <laughs> full hockey. That's a term I picked up uh, down here in the States. Apparently some people still use it. What I want to say is, Swamping sucks compared to Thor. Prometheus sucks compared to Thor. The only thing that is good compared to Thor is the Avengers. And you know it, Floofy, just like Will knows it, just like Zom knows it, and just like as much as he doesn't want to admit it, Sammy knows it, and everybody else knows it. So don't let Thor hear you bad-mouthing his movie with little snide remarks again and saying some piece of shit like Swamp Thing is better than my movie Thor, or else Thor will have to come down to North Carolina and turn you into... A swamp thing, if you catch my drift. And if you don't, I will beat you so mercilessly, you will look <laughs> like the swamp thing, is what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Good day. Um, I just thought of Adventures in Babysitting, speaking of Thor. I need to watch that again. It's been a long time. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, um, that was the, the fucking, uh, uh, the, 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 the shoe. Yeah. Lizzo's shoe. Jesus Christ. She was on, uh, uh, either CSI or some one of those shows or something the other day, and you know she's the milf shoe in that. Mm. Fuck! Oh my god, <laughs> I love the shoe. I like her a lot. Mm. Oh my god, talk about one jizz all over some what? <laughs> Next voicemail. Four totally forgot to mention Anthony Hopkins, <sighs> one of the finest actors ever. Great cinema. <laughs> Man, this We've picture of fucking the. Uh, masterpiece. And the only reason I forgot face? is because I was thinking of having a threesome with <laughs> Natalie Portman and Adrian Barbo, which I could very well. And then I thought there was some cat things. Um, also in she was in and Ghost I Rider. I fuck her milky tits too. No, so make it a foursome. And you know what? Because I like Anthony Hopkins, Skelling Osgod, Tom Hiddleston, we're all just going to get the fucking wedgie. It'll be Barbara Hispanic, not Barbara Stanley. It'll be a porn. 
It'll be a good old-fashioned full orgy. A full orgy. Damn, a full orgy. So, yes, there you go. There's a lot of fucking going on behind the scenes in Thor, and there's a lot of awesomeness in Thor, and that makes it better than fucking Swamp Thing. And A.G. Barbell was allowed to come in and fuck me because I think she looks good. Raquel Alessi? No, no, no. She was in um, That yeah. one that's real good looking. She's real good looking. Ava Mendez. Oh, Ava Mendez. She was in fucking Holy Motors in a really bizarre scene where the dude like she's so tears her dress and gives her makes her into a gives her a, a burka and then like fucking like lays down with her with a boner. If I could kidnap somebody and get away with it, there'd be a lot of people. But I mean, you know, she'd be she'd be one <laughs> she's of them. She's up there on the list. She was in Ghost Rider. Yes, goddamn you, dude. No, seriously. Okay, Ghost Rider. Honest to God. Um, are we talking about Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider? Rider with Nicolas Cage as the goddamn Ghost Rider. Was she in the second one? No, she's in the first one. Oh, weird. But I will say this. You need to see both of them. Okay. But the second one is fucking awesome. What about Thor? Is that movie any good? Never heard of it. Next. Voicemail. Idris Elba is in the second one. Nice. This is Sylvester Stallone. The other day you have been Stockholm Steve Austin. Call him for your wine like a bitch, because I don't get it right. Fucking work out, get a big, fucking muscly, fucking muscles, fucking meat, steak, dolph, you know, fucking. And all the pants just working out like five, six, seven hours a day. <laughs> just getting big and strong, fucking looking at each other in all the pants. Now, fucking Stone Cold was in my Expendables movie. One of the greatest action movies of all time. Now, I fucking. I, got- I think he's lost some uh, confidence because it has been the greatest action film of all time. Now it's one up. I think that some of the fucking punches he took in the Rocky movies is starting to catch up with him because I couldn't understand a fucking word he said. Maybe maybe he saw The Last Stand and he's decided now that Expendables is one of the greatest action movies ever made. Me, I got Dolphin, I got fucking Jet Lee, and all the big action names. I was like, fucking... Right, we need to get the sports fans interested in this movie. Okay, UFC guy in, I got him in, he's got fucking cauliflower ears, fucking, that's his character. And then I was like, yeah, fucking, give me the best wrestling, man, you can fucking find. And then all the fans are like, yeah, man, we love Stone Cold, he's fucking, he's badass, he's got a bald head, you fucking drink beer and fucking... Flipping the bird, fucking, <laughs> he's wild, man, yeah, you gotta get him, so, you, you know, fucking, <laughs> I did what I had to do, got Stone Cold Steve Austin in, who's the bad guy, fucking, you know what he did, just fucking drink beer, fucking spill his beer all over the fucking place, spin it around, he's fucking disgusting, what a disgusting freak, man, fucking, what a freak, he's flipping everyone off, and, just pissing off everywhere, man. I was pissed off. He fucking, you know, I had to fight him. I fucking had to fight and punch him hard, man. And he fucking broke my neck. He broke, he broke Sylvester Stallone's neck, you know. <laughs> this fucking, 
I'm sly. I got a big dick. I got a big neck. He fucking comes to my fucking movie and breaks my fucking dog. He's fucking, oh, man. He fucking. She's got a big face, Oh, too. what a fucking asshole. Yeah, so now he's bringing up that, uh, oh, I'm fucking stone cold. I'm fucking a little puny stone cold. Oh, Fucking sly, I can't be fucking working out with you. I want to see your muscles. Fuck you, man. You're just a fucking another meatball. Sly doesn't deal with fucking meatballs. I'm fucking... ain't got time for you fucking fools. <laughs> fucking, uh... Oh, yeah, Stone Cold, you can go fuck yourself. Because, you know, I'm sly. I got... I got Stafe, you know, and fucking Dolph, and, you know, any other guy I want. Fucking... Arnold, fucking, you know, I was right here, fucking, <laughs> you, know, I, you saw me even, fucking Arnold at the Golden Globes, he was fucking saying, I, you couldn't understand fucking what I said, like, I fucking, I don't speak English, fucking, has he hurt himself, I, I, my English is perfectly clear, what the fuck, fucking everyone's like, fucking, jealous and sly and his fucking, Articulation of words and fucking words. Oh, oh, oh. I can't decide on the new Walter Hill movie with him. What do you think? Bullet in the head or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it, it, his movies for me are just I watch him just for the ridiculous spectacle that is him. Yeah. With the black hair and the fucking uh his face looks so bad, man. Fucked it fucking up looks like fucking a fucking punch punching bag for a face. His face yeah, is just like rubber. Like a looking. rotten pumpkin and then his goddamn <laughs> veins. And then he's got those I mean, no offense, but Sly, your tattoos look like shit. He uh, Why didn't okay. he get cool tattoos? He's got like fucking flowers. You know why? Because he's he's like into Van Gogh and art. His tattoos are art. He probably designed them himself. Like, you know, because he's like an artist and stuff. What a got, fucking uh, douche. <laughs> so the, the No, Wal- I'm sure it, it might be good. The Walter Hill know. part of it makes me want to see it, but goddamn the trailer doesn't do it any favors. Well, just remember you wanted to go see that fucking one movie because of the director too. And so oh, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Nah, Stallone's. I mean, he's. I just wonder if he's going to continue. If this is going to be like okay, he put out Rambo, he put out Rocky, and they were successful. Expendables is successful. Is this going to be like uh, when he would put out Rambo, and then he would put out like Get Carter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, something that's kind of. Uh, is this his movie? I mean, this is, is it, how, does he have like creative input in this one, or is it just is he just the character? Well, Jesus Christ! Uh, from what Frank Stallone said, he fucking has creative input on everything. <laughs> like fucking, he just takes like over. the Michael Caine movie we watched, where he had to be the goalie that saves the fucking day. Yeah, yeah, you know. Anyway. I don't know. I I won't go see it in the theater, but I I'll watch it. I might go see it in the theater. Oh yeah, and ten dollars. Ten dollars later, I'll come and complain about it on the show. That, that was probably worth ten dollars. That little five minute rant there. Dreadnought Blue is worth $10. I'm going to Best Buy after this. Speaking of which, <laughs> last, last voicemail. Oh, here we go. Last voicemail. Good morning, Sylvan Gold. <clears throat> All right, lads. Um, so, well done. I'm very pleased that you uh, are done in my uh, escapee heisty or heisty escapee film so um, you know a wee bit about both of them um, uh, Malcolm I, I remember back in the days when I was a 
a Cub Scout, which is uh, <laughs> uh, he's actually a beaver, uh, which is a young version of Cubs. A beaver scout. Sorry for my garbage. I'm a beaver scout and, uh, now. <laughs> Monday night, after coming home from Cubs, <laughs> 9 o'clock, BBC 2. And we have three channels, BBC Two, BBC One, and uh, ITV would would uh, play some films, and I'd get to stay up late. And Malcolm was on, and that was my first introduction to it, and uh, I I really loved it. My my middle name is Malcolm. Uh, I had no idea. And for for what After it's all the males in my family, <laughs> middle name is Malcolm. I can um, see the resemblance. So that that uh, had a bit of connection for me, and um, you know the fellow was a wee quiet lad, and so was I. And he liked to uh, make machines and rob banks, and so did I. So, uh, <laughs> and that's actually why I am in America now, because uh, <laughs> the banks were after me. So that was cool. Yep. And then the uh, banks were after, it. not the police. You know, it's uh, it's uh, really cool. That it's, well, he's uh, a white collar director that did. Um, then they don't go after you at all. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was a real top-notch film from a couple of years back. Yeah. But again, you know, just really nice, cool stuff. You get get a nice cast together. Single, single location stuff, and as long as the story's there and the, uh, the, uh, you know, the 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 actors can can do the dialogue and everything, have a have a bit of a, a cool uh, thing going on, and uh, they escape from jail, and it's pretty cool. And uh, Brian Cox is always good, so happy days. I hope you enjoy it. All right, well, and uh, just rub it in. Uh, Sundance starts today, and uh, I've got fifty films to see in ten days. Fifty, which is uh, pretty sweet. All right, Tara. Jesus. Five a day? Is that five a day? Yeah. Well, you got seven days, though. That's not that much. Wait, he said seven days? I thought he said ten days. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, yeah, ten days. I'm sorry. I know, but in the theater, that's a lot. I mean, when I saw, when I went to the action movie festival, I saw uh, probably 20 films in three days, and I was fucking beat. Yeah. Bryn is like a fucking animal, though. Yeah. He's a fucking movie fucking. Stallone. He's like the Stallone of movies. The Sly. The Sly of movies. <sighs> Sweet. That was it for feedback and the show. Oh, um, you can always send us feedback. <laughs> if you're anybody... Well, I know. Well, I'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can always send us feedback to 206-339-1600 or if your name is Justin, send it to 206-339-1601. Oh, uh, don't say that because then we'll fucking get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, 1600. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, send a voicemail uh, attachment or an email to silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes or silvaandgold.com. And join our Facebook group or leave our Facebook group at sil- facebook.com slash group slash silvaandgold. Now, two oh. things of business. Business. Speaking of feedback, we want everybody to send us some. Uh, Karaoke. It's karaoke contest number two. Zom, I'm going to let you talk about it for a minute here. All righty. Um, okay. It must be karaoke time because uh, Bad James and myself were just all the way across on the other side of the world through the, uh, what are they called? The drop. Mm-hmm. In uh, Total Recall, we we I I got on on the thing and I and we I went through the drop through the core of the earth and the weightlessness <laughs> went all the way over to the other side and I conferred with Bad James, and we decided it was silver and gold karaoke contest time. Yeah, yeah. The, the song this time around. Now Bad James was the winner of the first, so. Yes. Um, He's uh, you. You guys have something to live up to because it's like King of the Ring. 
And uh, we'll already say we've gotten one entry. And if you're a member of the Facebook group, you'll have seen this entry. Yes, a video oh entry. Um, and uh, it has already set the bar quite high. So, Real high. Yes. Um, I'll have to play that one eventually. But um, the song this time, let's see if I can pull it up here. I'm, I'm being uh, spontaneous. Yeah, spontaneous. That's it. Uh, the song will be familiar to many. The song makes me think of Hulk Hogan. Did he ever walk out to yes. this song? Yes. Okay. This was what he used to come out to before I Am a Real American. Yes. The and he didn't want to pay Survivor. Is it Survivor's Eye of the Tiger? There you go. Now, Zamanai don't necessarily reward talent. Zamanai reward... You rarely see talent. Yes. We, don't, we, we are living proof that you can keep doing something with a no talent at all. But... We want enthusiasm, and we want effort. If you want to make some new lyrics, good on you. You want to make an MP3. You want to dress like a cowboy without a shirt on. You can do that too. <laughs> well, you can, yeah. So yes, new contest. We will. Uh, we'll, there's no. We don't know the prizes because since we have such a global community. Um, we can't promise we'll be able to send you something from here because it might cost more than that something is worth. So we'll have to decide later what the prize will be. But uh, we want to hear some entries. Call us in a voicemail or an MP3 or post a video of yourself on our Facebook group. And uh, we'll decide. It'll be it'll be a cool something. We're not just going to send you a little like cult anal douche. It might be a cult anal douche in the package, but you have some other cool stuff too. So Yeah. We'll send you the actual douche to put in the cult anal douche. Like a flavored some kind of something. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. And so now the movies we're going to watch next week. Another big announcement. God, this show's going on forever. Nice. Um, next, uh, so we're doing episode 75. It's almost a milestone in a, in a way. Almost. Kind of. Somewhat maybe. 75. It kind of sounds like a, a round number. It's a, it's a, it's a big anniversary probably. Oh, most people probably don't even reach that anniversary. <laughs> But uh, we're going to do another uh, Sil- The Silva and The Gold uh, double feature. Um, our, our Silva film of the n- next week, um, and it's going to be another, it's going to be somebody's first appearance, no, second appearance, sorry. Um, we are returning. He's been banned from Action Attraction, but he's back on our show. Chuck Norris as Eddie Cusack. Thor asked for it, and Thor gets it. We are doing... Code of Silence from 1985, also starring Henry Silva as the Cuban Luis Camacho. Ah, yes, <laughs> Luis Camacho. I think he's Cuban. Anyway, the um, and the 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 Dolph film we're doing. We should have saved this for episode 100. Um, the Dolph film we're doing from uh, right around the same time. This is from 1989. This is one. This is <laughs> the only version of this film I have seen. Also starring Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, this is The Punisher. Why does it have West Germany for the release date? <laughs> Did it come release out there date. first? West Germany. Um, What's your birth date? West Germany. Yeah. The um, the uh, So, yeah, the, the Punisher and Code of Silence. Uh, this is the only version of The Punisher I've seen. So I will look forward to speaking about uh, Dolph Lundgren's balls next week on the show. <laughs> yes, Dolph so. Lundgren's balls. <laughs> So that's our show next week. Um, I'm gonna go buy fucking. I'm gonna go buy uh, 
Dolph Lundgren's balls. Bo- go buy Dolph Lundgren's balls and uh, Dread on Blu-ray right now. Yeah, go fucking just fucking Taco Bell and Dread are in my immediate future. Yeah. Well, Taco that's Bill. that's it for me. Um, Zom, yeah. do you have anything else to add this week? Um, no, no. I okay. uh, I'm gonna go watch some hockey. Ooh, the Flyers nice. are playing. Nice. Yeah. And I'm going to go cram some more 2012 flicks. Daddy. 2012 flicks. Scarlett Johansson's big titty. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, I like she her. She ran so much in Avengers. She's a runner, and uh, she's built to run. All right. Until next week, this is Loaf Hoot. All righty. See you. Third, uh, 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 Zom Oot. Of the tiger.